Hello podcast. Hello. Hello podcast. How are welcome. you? Welcome. Welcome no, to episode. No, not welcome. 46. Get the fuck out. <laughs> you stuck this around one. for this long? Jesus. <laughs> Y'all are still listening? It's just Noki. <laughs> Hi Noki. Hi Noki. Did you see in the Discord that I got everyone addicted to Idol Magic School? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the traitors. <laughs> literally i'm so far along in that game emily like you don't even want to know i'm approaching i'm I'm about to get on the fucking leaderboards like no yeah i only spent 12 dollars on it it's fine for those of you listening i didn't cheat for those of you my idol magic friends i did not cheat i paid for no ads and i actually got a discount it was only six dollars because i played for four days and they were like maybe we should try and get this bitch to buy something and i said okay <laughs> <Trick her. laughs> was it a trick if i agreed to it <laughs> yes typically how tricks work oh <laughs> i agree to the first part are you saying that idol magic school scammed me they would never <laughs> they would never you paid to get rid of the ads they were showing you okay but when you put it like that (laughs) how are you pretty good how's school been uh i have four tests next week pretty early in the week so i'm not excited about that early in the week monday is tomorrow yeah but they're not all monday it's like monday tuesday vibes yeah i have a report due tomorrow that i have to type after we record uh ew that's gross it's not like a true report it's like it's my focus group report Mm -hmm. because i had to lead that focus group which is why we couldn't record on friday yeah i had to lead a focus group in my apartment i had to show them different ads and ask them questions and i did i didn't show they came over yeah because, like, with a focus group, because we had the option of doing in-depth interviews or a focus group. And we had to submit what we were doing first, get it approved, and then actually run it. And so with the focus group, our job was more to, like, ask questions and then monitor their discussion. Like, we weren't supposed to participate. Mm-hmm. Um, which I kind of broke a little bit. I asked them a lot of questions. Because, like, it was very easy to get off track with the topic that I was asking them about. Um, So I had to, like, keep them in line. But mostly, like, I wasn't supposed to contribute anything to the discussion. I was supposed to just, like, record them, like, keep track of key themes that keep popping up. Like, now I have to write a paper or a, a summary of it to put in my research paper that's due at the end of the semester. That's cool. It was fun. It was fun. What we deduced, fun science stuff. You talked about your prairie dogs. I'll talk about my market research. (laughs) (laughs) Prairie dogs and market research. What we were trying to study. true point of the podcast. Literally. What we were trying to study was if varying levels of fame and, like, money had an impact on whether or not consumers trusted endorsements. So, like, I showed them celebrity ads versus influencer ads versus more niche influencer ads and had them, like, talk about what they believed and what they didn't. 
and across the board every time a celebrity ad came up everyone immediately was like they don't fucking use that they don't (laughs) do that selena gomez doesn't use pantene like yeah and with with the influencers they still didn't trust them completely they weren't like oh i'm gonna go to zara because she told me to but they definitely trusted them more and they were like oh yeah like that seems like a genuine endorsement but i would have to do my own research first mm-hmm. it was interesting that is cool we talked yep. about it a little one night at y'all's place very fun topic i'm interested in it trust in general is just such an interesting topic to study yeah especially with like how y'all are doing associated with fame yeah it was nice our survey is going to be interesting like our What's full because we have to send it out to like a hundred people oh yeah we have to like this is like legitimate market research like the way she's running the class a lot of people at the end of the semester get their papers published that's fun yeah it's under the supervision of doctor etc cetera, etc cetera, but she actually lists the students as authors that's so, good yeah it's cool time-consuming annoying <laughs> but cool yeah it sounds like a lot of work yeah couldn't be me yeah <laughs> it is a lot of work yeah no i can't i can't imagine i'm pretty sure i also have a test on tuesday test or i'm not vibing with them no had too many recently we just had midterms no literally and so now they're all synced up they all decided to have them this week too they were yeah. like well we'll like i don't even know if they were all doing this but my, one of my teachers was like i'm gonna put it a little early because i know you'll have test around the month mark i guess they all did that though because <laughs> it hasn't been a month and i have a test again in four yeah. classes one of my classes had a test and then two days like two class periods a week and then another test I was like, this is on two days worth of notes. How did you pull 40 questions out of your ass? Yeah, that's insane. It was literally. why? No, literally. I was like, why? I'm going to. No, it's her first name. No, (laughs) I'll cut it out. I'll cut it out. I called her by her first name on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Never done it to her face, but will one day. (laughs) It's such a power move. (laughs) Really? Yes, John. I will be coming to class late. Well, why? Is that any of your fucking business? John? Jonathan? <laughs> yeah, I have a test on Thursday. I just looked. Oh, we ranted about that last time. I don't know if it was on the podcast or right before we started recording, but I know we were like, they should not be able to... It doesn't matter why I miss class. Yeah. I'm paying to be here. No, yeah. No, yeah. It matters if you miss class because you're getting paid to be there yeah i'm paying for the privilege of sitting in this seat and if i choose to waste my money that day then i choose to waste my money that day yeah but whatever leave me alone (laughs) (sighs) it's been a long week i was it was and it's sunday (laughs) i thought you meant last week but yeah this week is already last week too but also this week yeah no It's been a lot. Adam's in his room right now, and I'm realizing all of his things are here. His book bag, (laughs) 
His What's he doing? <laughs> he's just hanging out with his roommates. But I looked over and was like, huh, that's not mine. Not his homework. That's no. for sure. Not the homework, because I have the homework. <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything else interesting that's happened since the last time I talked to you. But we recorded, what, Monday? Monday. So, the whole week. Yeah. Hmm. 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 I bought $100 worth of clothes today. $160 worth of clothes today. On what? Just clothes. What, what kind of clothes? I bought, like, some new sweatshirts. I got a coat because it was on clearance, but it's, like, a lightweight coat. Um, I got some skirts for the summer. I got some in socks. The, in the store or online? So I spent $60 online and $100 in store. Night. It, today was just a closed day? I got my tax return. <laughs> oh. Oh. So, 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 I think I've said it before that, like, I got a promotion at work, but my pay raise didn't hit for two months. But I was doing the promotion work, so I got two months worth of back pay on one check. <laughs> I was like, this is going to get flagged for fraud. It was, like, three times the amount as normal. Because, like, I only, the raise was about $4. But four dollars for thirty hours months. a week for eight weeks added up on yeah. top of my normal check. And then I got my tax return, so I was like, I'm gonna get some clothes. I'm gonna I put a shit ton of money in my savings, That's and then good, I yeah. I've gotten fast food the past two days and new clothes. <laughs> Very exciting. Yeah. <sighs> I searched for you know those play mats. They look like cities. I do. I was searching all over for one. And you couldn't find one? No, we just saw one in Walmart. We went to both Walmarts in place that I live. Mm -hmm. And they weren't there anymore at either of the Walmarts. And I looked online and they're just not in the store for some reason. We saw them like a week ago. No, So I don't know. They they all got bought out. They haven't restocked or something. I have no clue. But I couldn't find them. I want to make car mats out of them though. Like the mats oh, that go on so the cool. floor of the car. And I was like, I just saw those. Let's go pick them up. And we hop in the car. We head to Walmart. They're not there. We go to the other Walmart. Not there. Amazon? Yeah, I'm just going to get it online. Yeah. Walmart has them online, too. Like, I could order it, and they'll ship it to the store, and I can just go pick it up. Mm-hmm. Ah, but they, the instant gratification. Yeah, and I had just seen them. Like, <laughs> It was a week ago. We had gone to Walmart for groceries, and I was like, wow, look at those playmats. I used to have one like that. They're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and I left because I didn't need them at that time, and now they're gone. It's scorched earth, apparently, for these <laughs> mats. I don't know. You'll find it. Are you going to get one of the towns or one of, the, like, the racetracks? I think the town because the, mm-hmm. the, like, retro yeah, town one. You just make car mats from my car that'll be cool yeah, yeah part car- of the the carpet because i don't have mats in my car right now part of the carpet's like worn away where the mm-hmm. your foot goes when you drive yeah so i was like i need mats anyway might as well make, make a them. fun one yeah i want to when i got my car it is missing a single mat <laughs> <laughs> don't know why um and i looked up to order like the official kia one they're like expensive yeah car mats are it's like i'm not fucking doing that like 
No, this mat's like sixteen dollars at Walmart, mm-hmm. and I can cut it in half. Yeah, and then I have two car mats at least. <laughs> at least two. Yeah, maybe even enough to fit my my car's not that big. No, yeah, I was supposed to say cut it in quads. Yeah, if it's big enough, because it, one of them was smaller, and I'm gonna get that one because it was like sixteen bucks, and either make two for just the front, because I usually only have one to two people in my car no yeah i was gonna say it's usually me and adam in the car (laughs) sorry people are texting me (laughs) i'm recording (laughs) i'm busy guys okay well do you want to start recording i mean we're already recording but like i was so scared of like i've been (laughs) (laughs) we clapped (laughs) do you want to start to sync it up yeah i'm down what what is your topic category thing today? I really hope it's ghost. I think so. I did a true crime last, so it should be a ghost. What did I do last? A conspiracy. So mine's a true crime. Yeah, I was about to say that's good because I researched a true crime. Yeah, I picked my next. For once, I actually have my next two other topics picked in advance. Dude, you are not fucking ready for my next one. Oh, you are no. not fucking ready. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, okay, but today, but we have to we have to take a step back Ugh. <laughs> to do the less cool. No, it's still cool. Um, oh, do I give you hints? I mean, it would help if we're playing the guessing game. <laughs> I'm trying to think. So this is another haunted building in another haunted town that is not tombstone in arizona though no texas Oh, okay but literally like every building is haunted this town has three haunted oh i can't say it because that's what i'm doing but <laughs> it's no this time every building is haunted a haunted town in texas Mm-hmm. i don't know anywhere in texas it's like a ghost town though is it cowboy-ish Mm-mm. no okay what, what kind of <laughs> antebellum period okay um yeah i don't know any places in texas mm-hmm. jefferson texas no i have not mm-hmm. heard so this town i didn't know when i was googling it i did not know all this shit um this entire town is haunted first of all i googled Fun. the ho- the jefferson hotel oh no i was looking up the hotel the entire town is haunted and they have two other haunted hotels um Hmm. along with multiple other haunted bed and breakfasts and multiple haunted bars very fun why are hotels always haunted this is whack yo (laughs) so the first thing a lot of my not okay so this person um for the texas observer went on the ghost tour of the town and wrote this phenomenal article um in 2019 actually what is their name um but it was a phenomenal phenomenal article i read all of it asher elbean um october 28th 2019 posted this article in the texas observer i read it phenomenal a lot of stuff came from there and then a slew of other websites um including the inspector the news messenger austin's ghost haunted rooms news journal everything this fucking town 
<laughs> this fucking town. Oh, this fucking town. So, first of all, this town is haunted enough that it hosts ghost tours um, twice a week, all year round. And they are always busy. That's fun. And it's the entire town. You walk through the entire town? You walk through pieces. Yeah, the most part, important parts, yeah. That's um, cool. I want to, like, walk around a place like that. Yeah. So, apparently the streets are at really odd angles. Ew. Yeah. Um, and so many of the houses are historic. They date back to the antebellum period. Um, there's also riverboats. Um, they have three haunted hotels. So you might have heard about the Khan Hotel. Maybe. Or the Excelsior House. That one also, maybe. They're both here. Like, hmm. the, I went on Google Maps. They're fucking next door neighbors, like Caddy Corner. I was like, what is this? Oh. Like, that's weird i was like this is a little much not to mention they also have um another haunted building called the grove like mm. uh, so we're gonna rewind a little bit so first of all this is a tourist town it's home to two thousand people two thousand that's yeah how many how many is in a normal town 2,000 people went to my high school. I was about to say, our, I my graduating class was 500 people. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I graduated with more people than, not graduated, yeah. attended school at the same time. Yeah. With more people in this town. <laughs> Which is crazy, but they call themselves the most haunted town in Texas. Which, I mean, Texas is a big fucking state. I love every city says that, though. Not specifically yeah. Texas, but... <laughs> yeah. um, Everything's every, bigger in Texas. Everything haunted is, like, the most haunted place on the earth. Most haunted hotel on the earth. The most haunted house on this street in Virginia. Like Yeah, like, it's it's some random stuff. But yeah. pop off. If I had ghosts, I'd, I'd make it a selling point, too. No, yeah. So, rewind um, from 1845 just made me run their name <laughs> copyright strike um <laughs> yeah we're copy- done copyright strike <laughs> um copyright strike read as angelica schuyler that's the <laughs> name of this week's episode so from oh, no. 1845 to 1873 i challenge you to do at least two and that's the name of this episode's this episode i always do it i want to hear what your brain bubbles up that's not make it happen <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> I, the next sentence out of my mouth. That's the name of this week's episode. <laughs> so, from 1845 to 1873, this town specifically was one of the most important trade centers in all of Texas. Okay. Which is fucking batshit. It was the sixth largest settlement and the second richest. Ooh. And it, so, it was Money. also one of the most developed towns in texas at the time second only to galveston which sounds weird because you would think it'd be like dallas or houston but no this shit was important because there was this big log jam that blocked the upper reach of the red river and so because of that this natural dam backed up the bayous enough so that steamboats could go through all the way to new orleans whoa that's cool no yeah so the it's the it's called the Great Raft by uh the Native Americans who were were there before we colonized it. 
because we're fucking colonizers. So it was the westernmost port that could be reached without having to move goods from boat to train. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Because you could settle at a different port, but then you'd have to put it on a train to get it all the way to New Orleans. So this town had a lot of people in it, um, a mix of people at its height. They were European immigrants, merchants, rivermen, and plantation owners. Um, So this town had everything from meatpacking plants, mills, factories. They were also one of the suppliers of the Confederate Army, specifically for, like, iron ore and gunpowder. But even after the war, they were thriving, even without production. Pop off. So, but for some reason, in 1873, the Army Corps of Engineers decided to blow up the dam. Huh. Which meant that the water level dropped and you couldn't get to New Orleans anymore. So immediately the population goes from upwards of 12,000. I saw one report that said 30,000 um, to three. Oh, I, for yeah. a second I thought you meant three people total. Oh, no, three but no, total. no, I got it. <laughs> yeah, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Um, so Ghost of Christmas past, present, and future. Literally. So instead of going through Jefferson, all these railroads start going through Dallas. Ooh. Yeah. So by 1900, the town was on the verge of dying. Dang. Dallas took over. No, literally. Welcome to Dallas. Have you ever been to Dallas? No. Not a very long time. The roads, it's like the, the stacked interstate highway stuff. where they like a lot of roads going over each other it's just so easy i got it's getting lost easy easier than getting (laughs) no yeah that's what i'm saying getting lost is easier than getting where you're going it's it was a mess trying to drive around there i was about to say google maps probably had a fucking field day yeah no it gets lost because you don't know what level you're supposed to be on it's like go straight but it doesn't know which straight you're on that's terrible yeah it was gross i get anxious driving down the street there were some really cool museums and stuff though yeah and ikea (laughs) i fucking love ikea i want to go so bad i forgot what i said (laughs) i'm so sorry no you're good this project project podcast is built for tangents Keep eating these candies. Tourism is what revives it. So in 1940, the Jesse Allen Wise Garden Club started to host dogwood trails that let tourists see the spring blossoms. That was a mouthful of a sentence. Um, But yeah, so this group, this garden club, starts to do all of these tours. Um, So it's like, it starts with the trails but then it becomes like houses and other attractions. Um, and they even start like a pilgrimage festival. This festival actually still goes on every May. Um, it includes a 19th century murder trial for some reason. And hmm. also a craft fair and a civil war reenactment. Like it's a big deal. Um, That's wildly different activities. No, yeah. There's also carriage <laughs> rides, restored hotels, Victorian homes, a museum, a cemetery. And for some reason, could not find any explanation of this on the internet anywhere. Um, a Gone with the Wind museum, even though the novel or the movie have nothing to do with Texas, period, let alone this town. Um, 
but they have a fucking gone with the wind museum that is weird (laughs) okay yeah um and bed and breakfasts start to spring up left and right and almost every building has a historical plaque on it is there a fan on in your room oh the ceiling fan oh okay no it's fine I heard it for like a split second. I was like, "Oh no!" Did, did she? Or also might have been the candy. Oh, rattling around. Yeah. So literally every building has a fucking historical plaque, including the Gone with the Wind Museum. <laughs> <laughs> Is like, the author from there or something? I don't know. Even the article I read that in was like, I don't know why the tour guide had no reason why. Like, not a single person (laughs) knew why this museum was here. Like, it just is. But apparently it's like a hit. Like, people really like Gone with the Wind, I guess. (laughs) Specifically in that area. (laughs) It's it's the fan club. Yeah, they just, they're like, a bunch of them got together and you're like, you know what we need here? gone with the wind museum uh, but but sadie it has nothing to i don't care i want it i want to look at the stuff it's for me it's none of y'all me. can come <laughs> none of y'all can come so we're gonna rewind again a little bit so we're gonna go talk about the actual hotel itself now okay so the hotel was initially built as a warehouse to support the cotton industry um, so for about two decades, riverboats in New or- on their way to New Orleans would stop in Jefferson to load up on supplies for like the last little leg of the trip. Um, once the- so at, at some point, probably during the period of like the river drying up because of the, la- the rafts and being filled in and all that stuff, um, it becomes a hotel and brothel at some point. There was no... Just a um, definitive date on when it happens, but it's probably somewhere between 1870 to 1900. So about a 30-year window that it could have happened. Um, so all of these travelers would come in to rest, and then prostitutes would like get them to stay longer. Nice. So if that bag, literally. So the building itself almost it it's very reminiscent of the French Quarter with like all of the so it's it's on the corner of a of a of a street and there's a balcony that wraps around like an l on the second oh, floor i love balconies like that mm-hmm. um so the ladies would actually stand on the second floor veranda to like draw customers in Ooh, that's sick yeah during prohibition there was also a speakeasy here called the crystal palace um at the same time it was also a casino so gamblers would pay in um gamblers would play in the ballroom and people would dance and prostitutes you know the ladies living it up in this hotel so the hotel was actually closed for a few years um a lot of the articles i read were dated between like 2015 and 20 like 17 ish and most of them were like unfortunately this hotel is closed forever (laughs) um or uh, until further notice or whatever and then i found an article from 2020 and a couple has purchased it and began the process of fixing it up and they opened again in october of 2020 oh that's cool that was their quarantine project yeah so they opened again they so these owners i didn't even write enough about them they're super sick so their names are 
Jeremy and Pam Jones. I refer to a lot of their stories later, but they are like huge antique collectors. So they collected all of these antiques from all over the world and they have it set up. So it's not, not everything is um, original to the building, but it's all these crazy antiques from all over the world. So, it, like, going through the hotel is, like, going through a museum. That's sick. I they have that. um They have a diamond dust mirror, which is, like, one. There's only a few of those in the whole world. Um, and they have one, like, set up in this hotel. And if you shine the light on it in a certain way, you can see literal dust dustings of diamonds. That's cool. I swallowed a candy wrong. Yeah, you, are you good? You look like you're about to die. It's just dust. All like hit the back oh, of my throat and stuff. No. I'm not choking or anything, but choke. Ugh. Ugh. I'm good. I'm recovered. I'm gonna eat another candy. <laughs> <laughs> you go back to it. But yeah, so they a lot of paranormal stuff started when they were remodeling too. So they like they did an interview talking about the hotel, and they were like, "No, yeah, it's fucking haunted." Like, <laughs> are they sure that all their antiques aren't the haunted thing? I had the same question. Like, did they just like, bring all the ghosts? No, I was like, first of all, how the fuck do you know that you aren't responsible for this? Like, at <laughs> least one of these objects is cursed. At least, at least one. one. Anything with if antique not in the name. They have legitimate Egyptian sarcophagi in one of the rooms. Yeah, you brought the ghost. It's like that's not a you're the drama. Ghost. It's a mummy. <laughs> like you're the drama. Um. So now I'm gonna go on to talk about the actual ghosts. Um. So the first thing, this hotel has something, and also side note, it's a little unclear in a lot of the sources. Um what is pre-closure and post-closure okay so like what's what's happened within the past year um oh my alarm just went off um but it it seems pretty consistent that i mean it's it's at the very least the same ghosts but like this stuff is a little different so they had a book of the dead um that's sick they called it that it was so what they did was people who had ghostly experiences at the hotel you know like when you pass down stories they get changed based on who hears them and retells them they had people legitimately write out in multiple journals like what happened to them oh yeah so people could like actually go and check out one of the volumes of the books of the dead and like go up to their room and read it and like return it and write their own experiences so a lot of it is like like a guest book it literally is so a lot of it is like you know the knockings on the wall the footsteps um the uh, like the laughter the giggling like the the tame things um and it's just creepy (laughs) it's just creepy yeah but there are a handful of like true ghosts like the fucking ghosts so the first one is um the vanishing man that's a sick name what yeah so almost every guest has an experience with him at some point or another oh that's yeah (laughs) he's also sometimes called the the trench coat man uh because he's always wearing a long black trench coat so he's not violent 
and he has never made any moves to be violent. But guests will describe him as unsettlingly persistent. I don't like that. So the main thing that he does is he will appear in hotel rooms and stare at guests before disappearing. <laughs> Sometimes four hours. That's creepy. That's yeah. bad. Um, Who sat there and stared back for hours? No, that. But apparently he's like crazy lifelike ew like looks like a person um i'd be out so fast i wouldn't even be able to tell you if he was there for half a minute because i'd be gone i was like dude you go to stay at a haunted hotel and you wake up and there's a person standing over you at night no 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 no. i'm out i don't care if he doesn't seem aggressive now he could be waiting if he's lifelike enough enough that we can make eye contact he's lifelike enough that i can hit him like, <laughs> I'm going to start fighting. And I was going to say, I, one blink and I'm swinging. Like, <laughs> absolutely not. Because, like, what says that's not a real man? Yeah, that also. If it's someone got into your hotel room. Because there's so many instances where people get, like, a key card and scan in and someone's mm-hmm. already in the room. No, yeah. Like, that could have been a normal dude. I mean, I guess when he vanishes, you kind of, oh, probably a ghost. But before then, I'm not waiting to find out. Taking the chance to wait for him to vanish is bold. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Whoever sat there for hours, you were on something. Because no way. No, yeah. Um. So people have also followed him. Like thinking he was a completely normal person. Only for him to disappear around a corner or into a closed door. Another question. You just following a silent stranger who <laughs> showed up in your hotel room? Who are these people? <laughs> bold (laughs) bold um psychopaths no literally they're asking for some shit um another one of the most common ghosts you will see is the mill children Mm, that's not a great name so it's a little boy and a little girl they're about seven years old um he's wearing like knee length breeches and she's in a pinafore dress and like uh black buckle boots so they're most likely here from when it was a cotton warehouse. Oh, and, okay. And, like, they died young and, like, were, like, involved in some child labor shit. Fun. But d- despite that, though, in death, they, they're very happy. Like, very mm-hmm. high-spirited ghosts. Like, they often laugh and chase each other through the halls. Um, they're al- also pranksters. They just so they'll, like, fun. No, like, they'll take shit. <laughs> they just take your shit and move it all around to fuck with you. Um, they like turning lights on and off too. So um, the they also like the lower floors for some reason. But one of the housekeepers said, quote, you can turn off a light and it will turn on again when you walk away. But when you walk back to turn it off, it'll switch off by itself. <laughs> but they'll behave when I tell them to. Sometimes I just say, all right, children, enough is enough. And they stop. <laughs> that's weird that's creepy no yeah imagine um, though at least they're polite and turn it back off before you have to do it again no but like i would kill them again <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck i just turned that off and you're turning it back on but no. they turn it back off yeah yeah to fuck with me yeah and it worked huh these ghosts are trying to die again like <laughs> <laughs> 
So Jeremy, the new owner, he has a story where he was going into room 15 one day, and I hate this, he bent down to pick something up from the end of the bed, and when he stood back up, like, to his full height, he just so happened to look in the mirror, um, across, like, on the dresser, and a head popped out from the other side of the bed, and then, like, popped back in, and it was a little red-headed boy. That is terrifying. Could you imagine? It gave me very much Sam and Colby vibes when that, like, the around the corner at the Queen Mary. Yeah, we just talked about that. I would lose my shit. You peeking around shit at me? You're hiding yeah. from me? When they're playing? It's like when they play and when they have names. <laughs> Look, I red hate flags. It. <laughs> Give me your top ten ghost red flags. I'll start when they're people. <laughs> if it looks like a person. <laughs> when they have names, but also second, um, if it's a black mask slinking through the hallways. <laughs> yeah, if, if it it's a person or not a person, <laughs> I have an issue. If it tips over a ceiling fan on Ghost Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> that one. I That clip, I still watch every now and then. That, oh, I hate that. It doesn't just fall over. No, it literally moves. <laughs> awful and it's a whole ceiling fan you just watch it move and it goes forward and then left yeah yeah it switches directions anyway fell see whatever episode that was (laughs) for more information on that anyway for that person watching backwards that's coming up just so you know (laughs) (laughs) it's coming up it's like 10 episodes away i think oh yeah if yeah Do you see why you shouldn't listen backwards, Caroline? Do you see why you shouldn't? Because now you're missing a very key piece of the puzzle. We build off of each other. Well, now we just spoiled it for you. Time is linear. (laughs) There is a step-by-step. Anyway. Uh, uh, bear me, Jeremy, whatever it is in the good place. Oh, my God. That time. (laughs) Jeremy, bear me, I think, or something like that. It is Jeremy, bear me. That's such a good show. I have to rewatch it. Oh, yeah. That show slapped. Um, so room 19 is the most haunted room in this hotel. Um, there is a teenage girl who lives here. Her name is Judy. Hi, Judy. Um, so she's thought to be a prostitute left over from when the hotel was a brothel. The story goes that she was stabbed to death by a customer and left to die in the bathtub. Like, slowly. Oh, yeah. For why? I do not know. Um, but her spirit will often appear in the mirror. Which we know how I feel about mirrors. Yeah, that's like just staring at you. So she'll sometimes appear like physically in the mirror, but oftentimes like you'll go to take a shower and she'll write shit on the mirror. <gasps> so she'll write no. her name or help. Um oh my god, my Dude, if I again. <laughs> if I got out the shower. And there was writing on the mirror. Nope. I'd check out right there. No, I'm yeah. done. No, yeah. So she'll leave, like, her name or help. Um, She'll also appear in the steam. Like, I don't know why. Like, why she's trying to give me a Bloody Mary heart attack. But, like. Because she died in the bathtub. Well, I don't fucking care, Emily. <laughs> like, that is some trauma okay like, <laughs> it's a poltergeist shit if i can't 
dude imagine getting out of the fucking shower and like no, looking behind you i'm not going to imagine that and there's a girl <laughs> or you like walk out of the shower and the mirror says like help me um <laughs> no you just write in the steam no <laughs> no with the sparkles <laughs> yeah i you will make it into a fairy that. comment <laughs> you write your name back <laughs> it says judy and you're just like all right we're, we're doing introductions i guess what's up judy <laughs> how's it how you hanging how's so the afterlife treating you <laughs> poorly evidently she's stuck <laughs> yeah. in a bathroom yeah that does not sound fun no so there's also a woman in white here oh um, okay so she's a ghost girl named libby so she's got this like long golden hair and she appears in a a wedding dress which is worse somehow than just being dressed in a white dress yeah wedding um, specifically the other thing is that her feet don't touch the ground like she floats oh that's fun no (laughs) um so she often most appears to young men traveling alone oh she's trying to get married well so the thing is there's actually two both the thing that gets me is both of these stories are legit so a lot of the articles also there's um there's this one i believe it's a woman believe it's a woman who's like responsible for the ghost tours in the town and then i believe it's a man is responsible for the museums in the town so they they described him as an amateur historian okay so they're quoted in a lot of these resources um with her talking a lot about the spirits and stuff and him talking about the town's history and they disagree like there's two different ghost stories there's two different origin stories that are both legitimate um that happened eerily similar like same room 50 years apart whoa no yeah so one of the woman's name is elizabeth and then one of them is lydia oh Um, and libby and libby yeah so it's kind of like a yeah um so on their wedding days they were both stood up and they were both probably pregnant and both hung themselves from the headboard Whoa. Because the headboard is like twelve feet tall. Um, so they uh, hung themselves from the bed's headboard. Fifty years apart. Yeah. That's awful. And they don't know which one she is. Um, but she doesn't haunt the room. She haunts the bed. Just the bed. So like this bed has been moved from all <gasps> of these different rooms and she always follows it. That's crazy. No, yeah. <laughs> no, where's the yeah. bed now is it back in the i think i believe it is in room 19 okay. because one of the articles made a joke about how she gets to be friends with judy now oh okay <laughs> no i was like yeah like they couldn't i mean they can leave their y'all rooms. just concentrating the ghosts i want to like, say in room 19 i was like oh yeah it's booked like real far in advance like, they said that when they opened the hotel in October, room 19 had already been booked out until March. Yo, that's weird. Um, they also, side note, decided to, like, theme a bunch of the rooms. So one of them is, like, an Egyptian room with all their Egyptian artifacts. These motherfuckers, fully, with their whole chests, 
made a doll room. Mm. What number is that so I can cross that one off the list? I do not remember because I saw the picture and immediately clicked off of it. It's like <laughs> bubblegum pink and full of dolls. Mm, yeah. Anti-Emily propaganda right there. And they are definitely antique dolls, which means they're all... Cursed. Haunted. Or cursed. Like... <laughs> That is asking for trouble. No, yeah. I'll stay um, in the doll room. No. <laughs> I've decided. I've changed my mind. <laughs> wow. It took little to no convincing. No. You convinced took... yourself. Yeah. Um, you're, you're bound to see something in that room or get murdered by dolls. And like. <laughs> <laughs> they have a, I'm going to send you the video um, and we'll talk about it on air. I want you to watch it. Of There's a video of one of them. And it's terrible. Mm-mm. Um, so even the staff has their fair of ghostly encounters. So in 2015, the manager at the time said that she was a skeptic before she started working there. But obviously that changed. Um, her quote was, quote, I know there are things that are unexplainable that happen in the hotel. I've been the only one in the hotel with no employees, no guests, and the front switchboards on the front desk light up like the rooms are talking to each other. Whoa. That's Judy and Libby. You did not have to put them in the same room. They call every night. They Skype. <laughs> They're girlies doing their, their <laughs> weekly call. Mean ghost girlies. <laughs> I was trying to make a mean girls joke, but I don't think it worked. You froze a little? I'm trying to make a mean girls joke. No, I heard I heard that part. You were good Re- there. Regina Judy. <laughs> Planes don't land Regina Judy. <laughs> anyway, so you can also hear, like, dishes clinging. Um, the payphone that they have in the hall will ring. Ooh. Um, TVs turn off and on. Things fall with no one around them. There's also, for some reason, only saw it in one source, there's apparently Ooh, a cowboy who walks back and forth between the Jefferson to the con. Ha! <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> no, yeah. Switches. I was like, where is he? And then I was like, oh, I bet you he's in the con story. So I'm going to have to tell about the con hotel eventually. So you get Tombstone, that haunted town. Mm-hmm. I get Jefferson. Okay. We'll just swap and we'll fill out our roadmap. Okay. But, um, okay. I'm also now realizing that my research is kind of short for some reason. It's nine pages, but like, I'm, I guess I'm just flying through it. Um, But... So one of the things that I think is important to talk about in this town, because we're past the ghosts now. Oh. Yeah. There wasn't a, too much, but maybe I'll no, I like it. that there was enough, like a lot of them named. Yeah. I, I think because I, I didn't realize how fast I would go through it, I might do a little extra ghost research and do it before um, my next topic. Because like this feels like weirdly short. I mean... Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'll figure it out. But, um, so this town has, like, a very complicated history about race. And, like, it's not a good one. Yeah, especially being in the South. Mm-hmm. And they conveniently leave out a lot of it in, like, Ooh. the ghost stuff. So it's already not a good look. Yeah. Um, and the the mayor of the town doesn't say some great stuff about it. Like, his whole thing is like, oh, we're, we're trying to rebuild, like, these parts. But, you know, history is history like yeah but if you're writing out history that's a little different because there's all Mm -hmm. these like confederate monuments and like there's a lot of confederate flags 
it's not good. And a lot of the ghost podcasts, even like in videos, will conveniently leave out like the very racist past of this story of this town like it's very like very rarely are black stories told um the only one that's really mentioned is in the the house called the grove um they talk about a black barber who can still occasionally be seen coming back there his he's his family lived in that house for like a century like they bought it in 1885 and it was just passed down um but that's the only story that's talked about and it's very tame um like, a lot of slaves died on plantations or from racial violence in general. And, like, it's just not a good look. Yeah. Especially because the a lot of people in the town have kind of not openly spoken against, um, but, like, weren't very for... I don't know if you've seen, but, like, there there's a plantation in Virginia and I, I want to say one in one of the Carolinas that have now um, changed their M.O., like, they're not talking about plantation life anymore. They're talking about slaves. Like, slave stories. Yeah. There's one in Louisiana that does it. I forget what it's called. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, where they... They they won't even let you into the big house. Do you know what I'm yeah. talking about? I've, I've seen stuff about it where they, they show the not great side of it instead of yeah. trying to, like, romanticize the period. Yeah, they take you... I don't remember what it's called. I'll post it in the Discord... I know there is only one in Louisiana. Um, they do not do weddings, which is also an unpopular thing in the South for some reason. A lot of people want their weddings at a plantation house, which is just not cute. Yeah. I get that the architecture is cool, but yeah, it's not <laughs> great things to not happen there. No. And there's so much other cool architecture, especially in Louisiana. That- get married at the fucking pharmaceutical museum. That'd be sick, dude. When we found out they did weddings, my world turned on its axis. <laughs> my entire life plan has changed. <laughs> Literally. Um, if Lux doesn't think we're getting married at the fucking pharmaceutical <laughs> museum, they've got another fucking thing coming. They're also right next to me on the bed and did not hear any of what I just said. So they still don't know that we're getting married at the pharmaceutical museum. Bring that later, yeah. I'm when I propose I'm gonna be like by the way also I've already booked it um you can't change it I booked it six years ago um (laughs) but so a lot of uh not a lot there's two other ones somewhere in the country I know one is in Virginia but they've also taken it taken um inspiration from how this plantation runs Because the one I'm talking about in Louisiana, I know that you're not allowed into the actual plantation home. Like, that's not what they turned into the museum. It was the slave houses um, that, you know, operated on the property and tours of that and, like, how these people were forced to live. Um, Because, you know, a lot of people, you, you said it well, like, people do fucking romanticize the hell out of antebellum culture. Yeah. And it's, like, it's not these big white houses and gardens and white women drinking sweet tea like it's brutally anti-black um but so there is a story that did happen in this town that i do feel we should talk about so during the reconstruction era so there's movements um to educate and fight for the rights of free black americans in jefferson right Mm -hmm. these efforts were like immediately shut down 
Um, so October 3rd, George Washington Smith was walking home from a Republican meeting with a friend who was a free black man named Anderson Wright. Um, George is a former union, union lieutenant and failed businessman. I don't know why every source added that. <laughs> They're outing him. You couldn't have left it at former union lieutenant. You had to also add in failed businessman. <laughs> Anyway, he, but the big thing, failed businesses aside, was that he was a, an advocate for the rights of freed slaves. That's what he was doing. Good um, for him. Specifically, he was acting as a delegate um, for the state constitutional convention elected by the black citizens of Jefferson. That's cool. No, yeah, he's a dude. But on his way home, this group of townspeople led by this dude named R.P. Crump... I'm not making that up. That is a real <laughs> name, which just sounds like a fucking movie villain. They start shooting at him from the dark. Ugh. So he cannot fucking see them. He returns fire and actually wounds two of his men. And you know what? That got him arrested. He not was shooting in defense. Literally. Like, didn't matter that he was being shot at, whatever. But he was charged with assault by civil authorities he was taken into custody along with four other black citizens um lewis grant richard stewart cornelius turner and anderson wright um don't know fucking why but the next day all of these citizens of jefferson about 70 people assembled under a flag of the knights of the rising sun you know the white supremacist group yeah the ones who came up at the same time the kkk did yeah and they shot George in his cell. That's awful. Two of the other fleed, freed black men were shot in the road. Um, and Anderson and Cornelius did get away. But it, the crowd was so loud and so violent that apparently a man came out of his house and asked them to take it somewhere else. Jeez. Um. But after Anderson and Cornelius, badly injured, escaped t- for two months... These night riders rampaged through the town. They like terrorized black citizens. They burned homes, they crops, they lynched people. Like they were straight up, it was literal just white supremacist terrorism for two months. It got so bad that the military had to come in and declare martial law to start arresting people. Oh my gosh. Fucking martial law. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and the fucking leader of all this shit skipped town. Oh, that's so aggravating when gets away with it. No, literally, one of the defense attorneys was implicated in the testimony and also skipped town. Uh, 35 men were arrested, 24 went to trial, 3 of the 70 people who gathered uh, were found guilty of murder. And three of a lesser charge. One of them actually got a presidential pardon. Uh, for what? I don't fucking know. Being racist? Like, that's awful. So this story is told a little bit um, on tours and by the historians in the town. There is a plaque where the jail used to be that George Washington Smith was shot in. But they leave out a lot. A, if, if that wasn't racist enough, they leave out a lot of the other shit. Like, you know, the Confederate memorabilia, the general, like, the, there's literally Confederate statues 
Um, but in, like in eighteen eighty in eighteen sixty six, a town's deputy marshal murdered two black Union soldiers in cold blood and just got to continue being a deputy. Um, not to mention that, like, dude, this shit. Mm-hmm. This quote um, got me. So, quote, not to mention in the tour is that the army of official an arm that army officials filed a dispatch to the forty first U.S. Congress reporting that at least seven named black men and women were murdered by white supremacists from eighteen seventy one to eighteen seventy five, along with a very large number of quote colored men and killed in eighteen seventy four to eighteen seventy five that were unable to recall their names and a very large number of I don't like saying the word colored um that we cannot call that we cannot call their names in the year 1871 1872 and 1873 i know that was a lot of mumbo jumbo but a bunch of people were killed and they were like not even given names yeah unnamed yeah murder for no reason Um, in the county like in this county is representative of the region right so out of 322 lynchings that occurred in Texas at this time, all of them, minus 15, occurred in this region, in East Texas. Jeez. Um. But, like, no mention of this in the Jefferson Historical Museums. No, mu- And a lot of it did happen here. And, like, they just completely gloss over it, completely pretend it doesn't happen. Some of the quotes from the town's officials are not that cute. Uh, granted the ones I saw were from about 2015 so probably not in charge anymore but it it was just very much like just trying to not talk history. about it like, yeah right like and they did say that they were trying they were in the process of refurbishing um one of the churches which was like the center of the black community in this area um so they were in the process of trying to refurbish that and to celebrate black culture and black history there. So, like, that was a step in the right direction. But they really gloss over a lot of the racism. Yeah, I think that's an important point to make is that a lot of these, like, preserved towns, mm-hmm. you want to look at the the interesting parts of it and not have to admit that terrible things happen there. And that's yeah. where you fall into the, like, romanticizing trap of it all. Yeah. But it is important to go back and understand what went down, especially no, during the antebellum period. The antebellum South is not fucking cute, y'all. Like, no. <laughs> but there was one quote that I thought was pertinent. So, quote, Jefferson is full of haunted logic. The television turns on by an individual hand. The rocking chair rocks in the absence of a rocker. An invisible foot sounds upon the stair. Reality is affected without an apparent cause, and that cause is inferred and uncanny. A hole in things visible purely by its negative shape. Like the question of who precisely grew the cotton that made Jefferson rich, or the names of the many, many who were murdered by its white supremacists and then denied even the dignity of a ghost story. Ooh. That is a good quote. <laughs> no, yeah. The dignity of a ghost story really fucking hit me because it was like, no, you're right. Yeah. You're going to hear the... You aren't going to hear the ghost stories of all those people. Never. It's bullshit. 
but yeah that is the jefferson hotel in jefferson texas i don't mean to end it on a sour note um but like it's it's is it sour if it's real like yeah it's just it's yeah um and i'm i'm hoping that because a lot of the articles i read were dated by about seven to eight years so hopefully in the face of like black lives matter and stuff they've you know updated Mm-hmm. or at least Hopefully. are heading in the direction they're supposed to right the bare minimum direction no literally the bare minimum um take down the confederate statues anyway but yeah um on a lighter note they don't just erase the racism they erase some other things too there's <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's almost comical so like i i mentioned that these ghost tours go around town right Mm-hmm. And there's three haunted buildings, famously haunted buildings. One of these buildings does everything in its power to pretend it's not haunted. Oh, that's funny. Instead it's the, of trying um, to make money off of no, it. No, literally the Excelsior House or Excelsior House. Um, the tour guide makes a joke on her tour where she's like, go up to the front desk and ask them about it. Like they, the staff is not allowed to talk to you about ghosts. They're not funny. allowed to acknowledge it. That means um, they're super haunted. No, I was about to say that. that they can't profit off of it. Mm. They're double haunted. Like <laughs> they've got bad stuff going on that they're worried someone's gonna get killed. No, I was like, yeah, they're gonna get sued, brother. Like that's why, because <laughs> they can't tell you that Beelzebub lives in the fucking basement. Yeah, and like are gonna try to go down there. Blood at night. Like <laughs> <laughs> some sums up there. It's the they're Babadook's, covering it up. It's the Babadook's summer home. And that's the name of this episode. <laughs> Is that to say? There you go. There's another one. But, like, seriously. And I saw another. I actually, I pulled the article. And then when I was reading it, I realized it. I literally wrote wrong hotel, idiot. Um, <laughs> because it was one of the other 12. But apparently, like, Steven Spielberg went to the Excelsior house and left in the middle of the night. Because a little Victorian boy popped up next to his bed and asked him if he was ready for breakfast. <laughs> he was just trying to make sure you weren't hungry. <laughs> no, it wasn't a Victorian boy. It was an antebellum period boy. But he was like, are you ready for breakfast? <laughs> and Steven Spielberg. <laughs> and then Why Steven Spielberg. I don't know. But then Steven Spielberg left and wrote Poltergeist. So. the inspiration it's, it was like it's literally stephen king's story about the stanley that inspired yeah. the shining i was like oh shit it's always the That's children funny. it is no yeah but yeah i'm gonna do the con for sure at some point and i think the excelsior house just sounds fun because they're not allowed to talk about it so it yeah. sounds like a challenge <laughs> yeah you'd have to dig for some of that you already yeah. have to dig for the haunted ones that like no yeah sell their haunted things the haunted things that'll like put their oh side note the website um for this hotel whoever made it like needs to be punished was it that good oh it's it's awful (laughs) it looks like it was made on ms paint oh oh i have to send you the video um so this there's a video of these people they're doing a spirit box um it's a youtube video so i'm gonna send it in the discord and i need you to watch it and react to it live on live okay live okay i got the the link Mm, don't like the thumbnail (laughs) (laughs) i like the language warning (laughs) 
I would like to use Google Chrome to open that. Thank you. Why would... Oh, it's beeping. He asked him to move the arm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it starts playing music at one point. Yeah, they're using one of the spirit boxes that are literally, like, combing through a radio. Okay. It's just beeping now. Oh, oh that's awful. Just falls, yeah. dives off the desk. Okay. That doll is not native to the hotel. That's one of the fucking antiques they brought. <laughs> Ooh, someone, the first comment says, if you look, it kind of looks like the shirt's moving. I don't know. It's a it's like a grainy video, so I can't tell. No, yeah. But it does like it looks like it's moving in a weird way, even if it is just the camera. I don't like no, that. Yeah. The fact that the Jefferson responded to people in the comments is funny to me. No, wait, I just saw that. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, it's from room 13. Oh, that's so funny. Glad the hotel was just... I mean, it's their YouTube channel. No, I know, but one of the comments is literally, ha ha, comma, nope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll post the um, the link to that in the Discord so that y'all can see it. Or at least their whole YouTube channel, because it's literally like, um, message on mirror scares guests enough to leave in the middle of the night. Like, <laughs> that's Sam and Colby, <laughs> leaving in the middle of the night in every episode no it's Corey, and then sam wanders around a graveyard by himself like <laughs> lost yeah <laughs> every time i think about that video i think about the way that jake slapped the fuck out of Corey to wake him up yeah no it's hey hey get up just he, so, he slapped the fuck out of him wake the fuck up like, but he was like saying? shaken awake too yeah right before that he's like you can see him it just either jumps awake it looks like he's sh- shook awake though it's, it's because awful. the demons follow him <laughs> um but yeah that's exciting the demons no i'm just everything the girl riding on the mirror judy i think it would be fun to go yeah try to contact her with a mirror i would not (laughs) i would not even humor it i would i wouldn't take a shower i would put the shower on and then leave the room (laughs) like i wouldn't actually try to shower and wait for ghosts to join Mm -hmm. i mean that's just kind of weird because i'm in there showering and no one else needs to be in the bathroom while i'm taking a shower but (laughs) I, would, I mean, fair. I, I would just make it so the steam could happen and then wait. Yeah. I could not calmly shower, though. What if you you waited and then you went back in there and the mirror said, haha, comma, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'd leave. There's someone behind the mirror writing that. <laughs> she just writes, fuck you. <laughs> like, she's like, why are you not in the shower? <laughs> Why the you mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. 
if I was a ghost, I'd be saying stuff like that on the spirit box. Just be like, your cells are multiplying. <laughs> like, it's kind of cryptic, but it means nothing. <laughs> and you know that that would be in every article. The ghost predicts science. Like, no, this is just science, bro. Ghosts from 1700s decided that cells multiply. They were right, and it's just me. It's, like, not an old ghost. If I died, I think I would pretend to be a little Victorian boy. Like, (laughs) I'd start, I would, no, I'd start (laughs) lying to ghost hunters left and right, like, telling them I died of polio. Yeah, no, I'd be, like, Steve, who died in some horrific accident. (laughs) Yeah. I would be, like, what do I have to do and say to be on the top ten lists of, like, ghosts in this hotel? I'm trying to get, I'm trying to be second to the vanishing man. He I'm only be wins YouTube because he's famous. staring at them. Like, I'm out here. My name is Leopold. I'm a little Victorian boy who died of polio, but I was also brutally murdered. You're just going to role play yeah. for the afterlife. Yeah. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> and that's the name of this role week's play, episode. Role play for the afterlife. Bam. There's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I have a full story to get another one in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to take an intermission? Sure. Really juicier, juicier caboose? Drink some water. Okay. And intermission. And we're back. Hi. I had crawfish pasta. Oh, wait. I had... That's a southern thing. I had not... I did not eat anything (laughs) during intermission. (laughs) And the way you had to sit and think about whether or not you ate something. I was trying to think if I had any more of these candies, but I actually didn't. Because there's one left. (laughs) And I'm saving it. (laughs) You're savoring it? Yeah, I'm trying not to to think about it so I don't just eat it absent mindlessly. Absent mindlessly. <laughs> I don't know. Why is that wrong? Absent no. Absent mindedly. Is that right? Now it all just sounds like fake words. <laughs> it's definitely not mindlessly. Absent mindless. Now that sounds right. Mm. <laughs> moving on <laughs> <laughs> and roast us in the discord um no yeah i had pasta lux made pasta it was good we discussed pizza pasta and um, please tell the podcast what pizza pasta is i was gonna say it's my secret recipe and to message me on discord if you want to find out but i'll share now oh Oh, no. The secret recipe is also fun. <laughs> if you want to know my pizza pasta recipe, it'll be in Discord. If someone asks for it. If no one asks for it, it's not in Discord. <laughs> it'll be Noki. It's always Noki. <laughs> tomorrow morning. Or not tomorrow. Whenever this episode comes out. I was say tomorrow's Monday, morning. so I don't think it's tomorrow. <laughs> no, yeah. It's also definitely not this episode. No. What episode comes out tomorrow? Let's see. Not tomorrow. Oh, mo- Wednesday. <laughs> Y'all, it's been a long week. It's Sunday. Um, episode 44 comes out. And this, and is, this is 46. Yeah, so we got a couple Wednesdays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But you know, Noki is going to be immediately like, what's the piece of pasta recipe? <laughs> it's not that exciting, guys. It's college And then cooking. you're not going to respond. <laughs> college cooking. And then you're not going to respond to Noki for like three days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Noki's just going to be left in suspense. I'm so sorry, Noki. I'm sorry in advance for putting you through that. <laughs> I apologize because I know it's shit. <laughs> also that it is just college cooking. I found oh, yeah. cheap ingredients and made a snack. When I was in my freshman year, we got one of those electric kettles that you could plug in to make pasta. <laughs> but it was like a tea kettle. It wasn't like yeah, we've, just hot water. We've discussed making pasta in the kettle and then we realized we can just make it in the microwave no yeah and that would have been smarter (laughs) we literally like put it in the body of an electric kettle that's so funny and we were like it'll work and it did but at what cost we we heated up the red sauce in the fucking microwaves (laughs) but not the frozen meatballs that night we also got a box of fried chicken and like a bottle of new amsterdam and played the game of life i think <laughs> we've been playing Catan recently really yeah it's pretty fun do you like it i think it's fun yeah i've never played Catan. it is not as complicated as i thought it was people make it out to be so much yeah. more busy than it is i've heard so many yeah. people be like it's pretty complicated you like gotta really sit down and learn it and it's not complicated <laughs> it's not as you complicated as villainous like it's not much at all <laughs> Lux's family likes Catan, but I've never played. It's fun. It's a lot of, like, resource management, and I like, mm. like, prison architect and stuff, resource management. Um, great at that. So, it was, it's pretty, pretty cool. And it's a lot of trading. Like, mm. you don't get all the resources, and some people get stuff a lot faster than you, so you kind of have to trade mm-hmm. and make alliances, and it's pretty that fun. fun. And we're pretty, like, active group i don't even know how to explain it but like you'll do the littlest thing and i will be at your throat the whole game very dramatic (laughs) group i guess i should say so alliances and stuff form pretty easily like Mm -hmm. well the littlest thing will happen it'll be like all right for the entire game i will give you no sheep and just me (laughs) and this other dude are gonna trade for sheep and that's just you shouldn't have breathed like you did that's just how the cookie crumbles you need to do a twitch like live stream of you guys playing katan yeah and getting like more and more mad (laughs) friendship ending we play poker pretty regularly so i think yeah yeah we play poker all the time for hours it's just fun once you get into a groove oh yeah what have you got today i have a true crime Oh, no. But it blurs the line a little bit. It does have ghost tied to it, but I don't really talk about it because you could probably do a whole other episode on just the ghost part. But it's true crime. Can I guess? Yeah. Is it Lizzie Borden? No. Oh, that was my only guess. I have... Give me a a real hint. (laughs) I have to think about them because I definitely... I put a hints thing at the top of my page now, ever since that one episode mm-hmm. where it was like, that was so helpful. I'm going to keep doing that. And it, it's it's there. It's hints, colon, and then I forgot to come back to the top and put them. So I have none of them <laughs> written to tell you. <laughs> That's funny. And it's I know you know this, so I, I have to give you hard hints. I'm sorry. 
Okay. Um, so I'm trying to think. I just realized I'm definitely eating a granola bar as we record a podcast. <laughs> it's a similar vibe to Lizzie Borden. The fuck does that mean? There's no particular, like, there's not a house associated with it, but it's a crime that leads to, like, all, like, is ghosty innocence. Okay. Crimes that lead to hauntings. And in other ways, but if I say it, it gives it away. So I can't say my other reason it's similar. And you said I do know You it. 100% know. We've talked about it. Okay. Okay. Let me strap in. Let me really, like, get the juices flowing. Okay. Okay. True crime. Okay. I got nothing. I'm thinking really hard. I don't know how to give it... Like, it's literally... <laughs> And it leads to ghosts, but it doesn't have to do with the house, so it's not H.H. Holmes. No, there's no specific building really associated with the crimes, maybe more so the hauntings, but it's not like a hotel that's haunted, or like you can go to Lizzie Borden's house now. There's no, Mm -hmm. it didn't spawn a museum. So did it, okay, let me think. It's very popular very popular ghost crime name no oh no you've honestly might have heard it in more of a ghost sense that's what i'm trying to think of now i'm like oh don't think about the crimes think about the ghost stories but like the ghost stories i'm thinking of are definitely places like what are some of the the places you're like asylums and shit no not an asylum um houses maybe but who has a famous haunted house they do not have a house they do not have a house is it a car no is it that is it that highway murders no it's a cool oh, guess isn't though that hi- i was gonna say isn't that highway haunted now and it's like super dangerous to drive at night um and my brain just said bigfoot i know it's not bigfoot <laughs> It's like, it is Bigfoot. Dude. He robbed a bunch of banks in the 80s, so. <laughs> okay, That's the is name it? of this week's episode. Bigfoot <laughs> robbed a bunch of banks in the 80s? That's a good one. Give me a, give me a hint. Give me a better hint. I know, I'm trying. They all give then away. Just, it's a true crime case. It's so easy. Um, I can't. They'll all give them away. <laughs> um, okay, then give me a hint that gives it away so I can feel like I did something. Um, Let me think of one that's not. To, let me scroll. See, this is why I have to write things down because I can't think of anything. Um, oh, there's a letter associated with it. Like a letter is written by the person. Oh, is it um the dude? The dude. You gotta give me more than that. The person. The the. There's a lot of clapping. <laughs> oh my god the oh my god oh my god he murdered all the prostitutes no in london oh who am i talking about i don't know who you're talking about (laughs) very 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 famous yeah one of the most all-time favorite famous true crime cases he murdered a bunch of prostitutes in in london in like the 1800s jack the ripper (laughs) yes you couldn't think of Jack the Ripper. I was scared to say that because, like, there's no way it's that one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's a letter associated with it. Now I'm more confused. I actually don't know if you would know about the letter. 
Um, hmm. It's the fucking Zodiac. Local. It's more local. In the state. Is it the Axeman? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bullshit. And you see how I couldn't Bullshit. give it away, though? There's no way to give any hints and it no, yeah. not give it away. That, when you said Lizzie Borden, though, the axe, it was like, oh, yeah. Mm. But I couldn't be like, yeah, just think axe, because axe <laughs> is his name. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, so I wasn't really sure. Couldn't think I of any I count that as a win. Uh, and yeah, there are a lot of ghost stories, but this is my true crime, because it's so much crime that I barely even have time to mention the ghost stories, so it... No, yeah. Um... But how much do you know about the crime? Like, have have you delved into it more than the ghost stories? Every time it comes up on a true crime podcast, I skip the episode because I feel like I've heard the story a thousand times. But now that you're asking me that, I the only thing I've retained is that they had to play jazz to keep him away. Yeah. That's the only information I well, know. Well, I'm going to go to, like, his actual crimes a little bit so now i feel a little pretentious for skipping all those episodes being like oh i know the story i live here well now you're forced to listen to it because i'm going mm. to talk about it on our podcast Hold me at fucking gunpoint yeah wait well, you have to listen i'm actually gonna mute the discord and do my homework yeah you just don't listen it's just me rambling um no apparently oh, sometimes i pop in with wow that's crazy <laughs> yeah in the middle of my sentences too so it's like obviously not <laughs> wow that's crazy <laughs> okay so wow that's crazy there was also something else i wanted to do for my ghost my next mm-hmm. ghost research so this one got pushed to the true crime mm. uh and then i just focused on the crime more anyway because a lot of it i didn't know uh <laughs> but yeah did he murder people with an axe no <laughs> Oh, no, he did. He did. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And other things. Um, Emily, I'd believe anything that you told me right now. <laughs> that's good. I'm just going to make stuff up. Um, <laughs> you need to do one episode. It's like an April Fool's Day joke where you tell me it's the name of this, like, really obscure case and you just make it up as you go. Yeah. Because I would fully believe you. I just, if the wildest turns. No, yeah. I show you my and notes then? at the end. It's like four sentences. <laughs> it's just like plot points <laughs> no it's just you turn it around it's just you got got like <laughs> fuck you okay so the axemen for those of you who don't know because i don't know how like far this story gets told out we live kind of close no yeah it was on season three of american horror story that i was gonna mention that that that, that probably spread it around a little bit more than what we're thinking but we hear it all the time here it's like a ghost story a boogeyman kind of story it's our boogeyman yeah growing up near new orleans so that's why we know it but i didn't know if other people so Mm -hmm. to give you the rundown it's a serial killer who who terrorized the the crescent city new orleans i don't know if people know that that's its nickname also Uh, i hate talking about new orleans because i'm like i don't know what part of this is slang yeah i don't know what's common knowledge outside of the area uh but anyway Mm. it happened around like right before the 1920s 1918 1919 is when most of this takes place uh Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he's one of the most famous unidentified killers out there wow that's crazy (laughs) shut up i'm gonna leave (laughs) sorry 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 yeah this is my two weeks notice 
No. <laughs> joking. Emily, if you ever quit the podcast, I think I'd cry. <laughs> oh, no. Because it would be you. It would never be me. <laughs> uh, also, spoiler alert. I just said it, but we don't know who it was. We don't know his identity. <laughs> no, I didn't even catch that. <laughs> uh, there are some pretty, pretty interesting theories, mm-hmm. uh, but... No one was really ever taken into custody. Like, nothing was ever done on yeah. these theories, and a lot of them happened way after the fact. So, got away with it, pretty much. Um, main area of operation, like we've been saying, is New Orleans, but some of the surrounding parishes um, and stuff also had some crimes of his happen. I don't know if I wrote down the parishes names actually. So, it's like New Orleans. We also have parishes, not counties. That's my next sentence. Every article talking about this says counties, and I would get so mad. I was like, it's literally in Louisiana. They're called parish. Like, why not just say parish? Why do you gotta change it? We're the only state that does it. Honor that. (laughs) Give it to us. Um, But yeah, no. A bunch of them would be like, whatever, whatever. County. Jefferson county and was like no it's jefferson parish that specifically drives me bonkers like it's a name of a place you can't just change it i was like you know what it's called like you're not making shit up but it'd be like if they tangipahoa county no no (laughs) no Mm -hmm. what's another one that sounds fake um gretna (laughs) gretna (laughs) county nope um i was gonna say i don't think we should say the one we grew up in kind of triangulates us a little too much Mm. livingston county livingston county i'm trying to think of no watch have you seen those videos of people who are not from louisiana like neighboring states trying to say creole words yeah like trying to say like lafayette or tangibahoa or tangibahoa Atchafalaya. It's so funny. Oh my gosh. Atchafalaya. Dude. <laughs> it's so funny. Nakedish. Nakedish <laughs> butchers people, dude. No, I am laughing at y'all. Um, or the or the, the EAUX always gets them. Like oh, Boudreau. yeah. Go. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing. We as a collective, like as a state, agreed was okay. <laughs> to do that. To go. We added so much more complication <laughs> and letters to the word go just for the flags and stuff. Spelling go. G-E-A-U-X. Awful. For Y. <laughs> for Y. Okay. It's for, it's for, it's for LSU. <laughs> LSU did it. It's their fault. I blame them. Right. Continue. Sorry. Okay, yeah. Lots of Louisiana tangents will probably be happening but anyway he killed people with an axe and that's where he gets his nickname the axeman mm-hmm. also i saw it because axe is spelled in two different ways i also saw mm-hmm. the name spelled in two different ways so i don't think there's a fully agreed upon spelling it's either ax okay. or axe the two different axes mm-hmm. so i think they both lead to him if you google it <laughs> i just thought that was funny no there's two different ones and the e is what separates it that'd be hilarious um he was, like, <laughs> allegedly inhumanly stealthy about all of his killings. And that's where a lot oh, of... We're just... Everyone in New Orleans was just fucking drunk. That. <laughs> he was uh, a, a... It kind of turns into a boogeyman. So that, like, stealthy part might have been added later. But mm-hmm. a lot of times he would, like, go out and attack during the night. 
Um, And so didn't have to be too sneaky and would be pretty brutal from the get-go. So it was kind of hard to escape from the initial thing that would happen. Um, Mm -hmm. It's also, I didn't know this, extremely important note, a lot of his targets were Italian immigrants. So it very well could have been like, ethnically motivated killings or something not all of them are and it also just i should have seen that coming (laughs) it's the south yeah no um it was if he wasn't racist i'd be surprised they're they're i cut you off so much i'm so fucking sorry you're good i can't read so it like helps me there's also like a millisecond of lag that i i interrupt because the lag a lot i've noticed on here did we forget to mention that this was a Discord episode? <laughs> How in the Discord? Tell us. Did you know? Like, could you tell that before I just said it for episode forty-six specifically? Yeah, this one specifically. When this one Noki, comes out, I will be waiting for an answer. Noki, your response triggers everyone else's. Okay. <laughs> if Noki ever stops listening, we are gonna have such a struggle We're on getting rude. <laughs> We're going to be asking Noki for feedback, and I'm just going to wait for it. I'm like, I will not be able the to operate. Noki was, I was thinking about it the other day. When we make merch, Noki gets it first. Like, <laughs> Noki's the I'm test like, run. <laughs> if Noki approves of it, it's okay. Like, <laughs> our, like, I'm going to DM anyway. Noki on Discord and be like, hey, is this, you think we should sell this or nah? <laughs> I mean, you're getting it for free, but like, would you buy it if you weren't? Like, <laughs> okay yeah uh uh, there's also some since we don't know who it was there's some speculation Mm -hmm. that mafia could have been involved um there's not too many ties to the mafia but because of the like ethnicity involved uh that was a huge thing in the city during this time was like huge mafia activity uh Mm -hmm. so it might have played a part into some of it (laughs) imagine like it's a gang of mafiosos though Oh, town of salem um <laughs> we should play town of salem with people from the podcast i'd love to i play it every but, now and then randomly the same but like imagine like a gang of mafiosos all with like pistols and the hats and shit and there's just fucking jeff in the background with an axe yeah like <laughs> it's like that one dude and forgot World my War handgun II. uh he has the only confirmed longbow kill in world war ii mans would just run around with like long swords and bow and arrows and stuff what the fuck <laughs> anyway we could do an episode on him because he's <laughs> wild um there uh analysis of the the killings also point out the crimes could have been sexually motivated because he killed many women and a lot of men mm-hmm. uh that were killed were could have been killed because there was a woman in the house that was the actual target um oh. Usually when a man dies, a woman is also attacked or dies. So mm-hmm. some people say that it, he could have been having a more specific target towards the women and the men just kind of right. died as collateral. Like collateral damage. Um, but that's not... Men are collateral damage. <laughs> that's the name of this week's episode. We're going to have a lot to vote on. I like it when there's a lot. <laughs> um, and then there's another theory. We kind of mentioned it that like... It was about the jazz, but we'll go it. Uh, we'll go into that when I get to the letter because I know mm-hmm. not everyone has heard of the letter. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But first, we're gonna go into like the victims, the actual attacks and crimes. 
Um, and we're going to go into all of them, not just the ones where people were uh, wind up dead. So some of them are just okay. attacks and the people live. Uh, but our first killing takes place in May, on May 23rd, 1918. Okay. Or this first one that we know is associated with this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so summer break. <laughs> it is summertime. Summer break. Summer break, 1918. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he breaks into a home on the corner of Upper Line and Magnolia Street. I know that I, means nothing. I actually know where that is. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I was able to, to like, it, it pinpointed it for me. So I was like, yeah, I'll share that. But I know that's nonsense to everyone else. Uh, yeah. But this... Magnolia. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty famous street. So you might know if you've been to New Orleans. Um <laughs> This home was also a business. The first floor was a grocery and barum, barum. It's a bar. You just sell alcohol out of it. Um, (laughs) The home belonged to Joseph uh, Maggio, an Italian man, and his wife, Catherine. Okay. Uh, And the couple was sleeping upstairs when the axeman broke in. Mm. The killer goes upstairs and he slits both of their throats with a razor blade. Uh, and then moments later, hits them in the head with an axe. So he doesn't actually, yeah, the axe is, uh, an afterthought during this one, which is Mm -hmm. an interesting note, because it usually is the only weapon, but in this first one, it isn't. So some people aren't sure if this is the same guy, but it is very Mm -hmm. often believed to be the axeman. Um, because it happened first, right? If it wasn't him, then he copied someone else? yeah. (laughs) <laughs> could have been imagine you copy someone else's homework but you do it there are harder. like other axe themed killers in the area i don't know if it's before this time but there's another woman actually that i found oh. like reports of i didn't write any of it down because we could probably do an episode on her too but there was like a mm-hmm. thing and then they mistook her for someone else that was killing someone with an axe so i just think there might have been a theme going on during this time, <laughs> but it's, you mistook her for somebody who mistook her for somebody for the. Oh my god! Yeah, it was weird. Uh, the stepping stones of axe murder. That's the name of this week's episode. <laughs> uh, Catherine, her throat was cut very, very deeply, and she succumbed to her wounds very quickly. So she oh. she dies pretty pretty much right away. Um, Maggio, though, he does not die right away, and he survives until his brothers find them, and he passes on, like, moments later. So that's also super sad that he lived long enough to see his brothers, but then also passed away. jostled his body. Yeah. Um, the killer had left behind a bloody set of clothes and, like, had taken clothes to change into so he wouldn't be running around covered in blood, and then the razor was found discarded in a neighbor's lawn. Uh, and police were stolen. Uh, police were stolen? Police were very confused because nothing was stolen besides, like, a clean pair of clothes. Weird. No money uh, was taken. Valuables that were sitting on counters and stuff were mm-hmm. left. Uh, so, like, nothing that they could tell was taken besides the clothes. Mm-hmm. And it was one pair of clothes. And he left the other, the the bloody clothes. So, it, it very it was very obviously not... A robbery or anything yeah. so it kind of that's a huge red flag right away that it was just a killing um mm-hmm. the brothers that were that found them andrew and jake they were staying in the the conjoined apartment that um was above the grocery store 
And they had found the victims more than two hours after the attack. Oh, shit. They had, uh, they hear strange groaning is what they say. And it's people struggling from wounds. Uh, And that's why they go in and police kind of flagged that right away. Because they were like, how did you not hear people getting attacked? Um, But I mean, if he slit their throat while they were sleeping. Yeah. And so, like, they might not have time have had time to react but please still think it's a little weird but uh the brothers were both very intoxicated that night (laughs) andrew had just joined the navy and they had just gotten back from celebrating so andrew and jack at least were jake not jack excuse me they were both very drunk and so they kind of get it get written off because they were probably just passed out drunk when the Plastic. initial stuff happened even if there was a noise they probably were just gone um police are still a little bit and sketched that out is, <laughs> and and that is an alibi in new orleans <laughs> yeah no that uh, they were out with a lot of people too so a bunch of people could confirm that these guys were plastered plastered <laughs> when they got home like not walking well carrying each other up the stairs kind of drunk um yikes but it's still the police aren't sure still it's just they find it weird that they shared a wall and didn't hear anything no yeah and to make this suspicion worse the the straight knife used in the killings to like slash their throats could have belonged or did belong to andrew who was currently working as a barber <laughs> so uh Andrew kind of explains this away that the killer could have easily picked it up like and threw it away just like he had gotten into the home without them knowing he could have just picked something up off the table and that's how he got the knife um so and Jake was his witness that Andrew never left the apartment so unless he's covering up for his brother Mm-hmm. They kind of that that alibi kind of works. Being drunk and the yeah. knife could have been picking being picked up, and Jake not wavering if he is lying. So he's never arrested or anything, but he is a suspect for a little while. Um, and also, that Jake is like, I never lost sight of Andrew. How could he have gotten the knife down the street and stuff like that? So it is brushed past, yeah. but it is one of the only like true suspects we we get early on. Um, yeah. Damn, I can't believe it was his. And they do initially, not initially, they eventually get uh, reports in of an unknown man who was lurking the streets in the area, like neighboring streets a block away. Even one house on this street has said they saw someone like suspiciously standing around outside. So police turn their attention there and then they can never find much on this guy. So it all kind of just burns away. Nothing really happens. Nothing comes of it. Um... So, sadly, we get no information, and two people died, but it is the first attack of the Axemen. The next attack takes place about a month later on June 27th, 1918. Okay. Uh, This time, the killer had broken into the back of a grocery store in the quarter. Uh, uh, A man named Louis Bessemer lived here. Um, it was an, a similar situation. It's a grocery that was also an apartment. Yeah. Uh, him and his mistress, Harriet Lowe, were asleep <gasps> when he mistress. broke in. Yeah. <laughs> the the Axemen <gasps> had... spice. They get caught because of this, too. Because <gasps> articles start coming out that he and this lady were, were found together. <laughs> and then 
people. And then his wife realizes. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they were asleep in the apartment connected to the grocery when the Axeman breaks in. Um, Imagine that's how you find out your husband's cheating on a you. A wild ride, dude. You're reading the newspaper one day. No, yeah, the <laughs> fucking newspaper. Like, not even, not even, like, your friend being like, oh, my God, did you hear? No. The newspaper. It was in the paper. <laughs> the paper got to it before I did. That's awful. I would be furious. Uh, the Axeman ha- breaks in that night. Not sure how, but he uh, picks up a hatchet that belongs to Lewis and hits both of them on the side of the head. Ew. They were found by John Zonka, a delivery man from a bakery, uh, and he had come for his routine delivery a little after 7 a.m. He obviously calls the police because Good. they're in the bed with very serious wounds in their head. And when the police arrived, both victims were alive but unconscious. Oh, my God. They, but they lived? That's crazy. Yeah, they did live. Um, oh, my God. He lived and the whole fucking newspaper knew about his... Oh, yeah. <laughs> he gets outed and also survives to, like, see the the wrath of his wife. Um, I, thought, I thought it was bad enough that he, she found out in the first place. And now you're telling me she found out and, she, and he lives? <laughs> he, he'll be dead the next day. Yeah, he he's not alive for long when she gets to no, him. Literally. Uh no. Um so they find that the hatchet though, the the bloody axe in the bathroom. And now this one gets even more crazy than what we've already touched on. Okay. <laughs> so bear with me. There's a lot that goes on with the police investigation. Uh uh-huh. <laughs> so they arrest a man named Louis I don't know how to say his last name, Abicon. Uh, almost okay. immediately. He was a 41-year-old African-American man who worked at the Ooh. grocery. And he had... That smells racist. Yeah, it does. We, this one's a little race-motivated. He does not go to jail, thankfully. But he had hired... Mm-hmm. Uh, had been hired about a week before the incident. And police had virtually no evidence against him besides speculation. So it was racially. There was some stuff. Yeah. They just uh, kind of take him in right away obviously it's racism yeah uh harriet though she describes the killer as a mixed man and was pretty much trying to say like no lewis doesn't fit the bill and please still Mm -hmm. arrest him because they blame it on delusion uh but like if it was him and you you expect her not to be able to identify him they say like like, you were asleep and you're uh, she was like falling in and out of consciousness at this moment so they're like not taking anything she's saying seriously and because of racism, they, they think they've figured it out already. Mm-hmm. Um, they also, the police note that the attack was motivated by robbery, even though nothing was taken from the apartment. So there's some police incompetence mixed in with the racism. Uh, but they I do release it. the dude pretty, like, within the day or within the next few days because they have oh, no evidence against him yeah. they have nothing so literally nothing um he is thankfully released pretty soon which is good at least he didn't have to go through like court and stuff because that would have been a mess uh yeah the next suspect though is lewis himself you know the man who was hit in the side of the head with that what the fuck are the cops doing uh, <laughs> The cops are out front playing hopscotch. This like, one, this one's wild. 
<laughs> bear with me tell me how he axed his own head so they find a trunk full of letters in his house and these letters okay. are written in german russian and yiddish so yiddish the police come to the conclusion that lewis is a german spy <laughs> a, a german spy then to back this up harriet who is still dealing with going in and out of consciousness uh even though like a weeks have passed at this event she's still struggling with uh, the wound mm-hmm. um she she says she agrees she did suspect him of being a spy <laughs> she just kind of <laughs> agrees because she's like severely injured but they they go and arrest him because they can believe her now but not in the first instance when she was like no that's not the guy but also she said the guy was mixed and lewis isn't so we really don't know <laughs> what harriet the knows was the, her agreeing <laughs> no yeah he's a german spy uh but but he's what the fuck harriet he is released two days later because they really they don't have evidence against him besides speculating <laughs> that he's a german spy <laughs> Uh, so at this point, the two lead investigators are demoted because they keep arresting people with no evidence. <laughs> uh, These two guys were really now back to my hunch. <laughs> um, That's so funny. At this point, also Harriet said didn't say that he had attacked her. At this point, he had just she had just said that he was a spy so they were arresting him on completely different stuff but then he is arrested again two months later because harriet at this point while staying in charity hospital after doctors botched the surgery to fix issues related with the attack tells police that lewis was not only a spy but he was the man who hit both of them with the hatchet oh what the (laughs) fuck um he was arrested. Harriet's gone. And charged with murder. <laughs> Where was his trial? He was he served nine months before being acquitted after the jury deliberated for ten minutes and was like, it's not the guy. This is so dumb. The jury was like, he, bro, he axed his own head and she's in charity hospital for delusion. <laughs> she actually, uh, she had, because of the wound, had paralysis in uh one half of her face and she had gone to the hospital to try and get issues like that and some of the like consciousness issues fixed and sadly the surgery is botched uh and she dies on august 5th due to the surgery causing more complications damn in charity hospital which is also a deeply haunted place (laughs) which is not a great place to be um on that same I know where that is. day, though, August 5th, the next attack happens, coincidentally. Oh, um, the day she dies? Yeah. The day the music died, bye-bye, Miss American Pie. <laughs> Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. Good old boys, drinking Drinkin whiskey, whiskey and, and rye. rye. Singing. This will be the day that this I die. This will be the day that I die. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we get copyright strike. <laughs> this, uh, yeah podcast deleted (laughs) it's not even a cease and desist they just delete the episode (laughs) it's not scientology that comes from us (laughs) it's a copyright strike i was about to say it's a copyright strike so okay august 5th a 28 year old woman named anna schneider who is eight months pregnant 
woke up <gasps> to a man standing over her. She was then hit with a lamp from the bedside table repeatedly. <gasps> oh my fucking god. She was found by her husband later that night. Uh, her husband was getting home late from work that night. Uh, right. When he found her, she had a deep cut on her scalp. She does survive the incident, and she gave birth two days later to a very happy and healthy little girl. So everything's fine okay. with the pregnancy and all that, and she does survive. Um, the police... How do we... Oh, sorry, sorry. How do we know it's the dude? Um, Did you say axe? I thought you said lamp. It was a lamp. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it. It, it. Okay, okay, okay. It's not for 100% that it was the same guy, but it's just timing works out yeah, yeah yeah. uh but initially police arrest an ex-convict who was seen in the area and he started running from police that night but there was no evidence linking him and it, there's even one article said that he had an alibi like people saw him out at a bar or something mm-hmm. um and he was running because he had been arrested so many times uh and just didn't want to deal with it again like they were <laughs> like i don't know what they're coming for me for but i'm just gonna run just in case uh, <laughs> I mean, smart. So he was released shortly after, but that is the first guy they grab. Uh, and then investigators can really find nothing else. And due to the fact that nothing was taken again, uh, like Damn. it wasn't robbery and it just seems to be a, a random attack, they start speculating, at least publicly now. They might have been speculating beforehand, but this one, it comes out that yeah. they start saying that the previous two attacks might be linked, especially because... Yeah. A, it nothing is being taken from these instances it is purely just to like attack brutal murder yeah, yeah. so it seems a little bit more serious than a st- random pop-up robberies right and at this point it does seem like the killer likes to just grab weapons on hand the first one was grabbing a random razor then grabbing yeah. lewis's hatchet and now grabbing the lamp off the bedside table so it it, right. it seemed like a sim- similar strategy about going with it so they they start connecting them and that's why this one's attributed to him it's not a hundred percent that it was the axe no, that man makes sense though same mo to an extent yeah just minus the axe yeah so just like similarities and timing kind of gets it strung together uh but regardless they can find nothing on any certain person so it kind of same thing nothing really comes of it yeah. And then we go to the next attack, which happens on August 10th, five days after this one. Okay, fast. Yeah, they, they've they been about a month, a month or two apart. Yeah. This one was a five-day turnaround. Uh, a man named Joseph Romano was asleep alone in his room when a man with an axe broke in and hit him in the head. Damn, bro, calm down. <laughs> Romano's nieces were in the room next door, <gasps> and they uh, came in when they heard the commotion uh and they they run to their uncle's room and they see a man fleeing uh and they also find their uncle with a large wound on his head Mm -hmm. the girls describe the man as a dark-skinned man wearing a suit and a hat okay uh a bloody axe was found in their backyard and romano was alive when police arrived I don't know if I stumbled over that. He was alive when police got there, uh, but sadly he passes away a couple days later from his injuries. No. Uh, Again, nothing is taken from the home, uh, but they do notice that part of the door had been chiseled away 
to let the killer oh. get in. And this hadn't, from what I could tell, been noticed before, but this starts popping up a lot more. This becomes one of mm-hmm. the, like, telling signs that it's the same guy, is how he mm-hmm. gets into the door. Um, and after this attack, a ton of people start calling the cops because a man with an axe is wandering around their neighborhood. <laughs> and they Imagine never being those guys they're never able to catch anyone from these calls but a bunch they start popping up all over like that some guys just kind of like lurking around looking in windows with an axe which is terrifying oh my god even worse i'm never sleeping again some people start finding axes left in their backyard <gasps> just like how this guy the bloody axe was just thrown out into the yard when he was leaving he starts leaving not bloody axes Almost like a threat is what it seems. Like a calling card. Yeah, like, I'm saving this axe for later. Putting this here for, yeah. Not great. I would move. Uh, At this point, a retired detective links this crime to some killings in 1911 that had similar vibes. It wasn't an axe, but, like, similar MO, like we were just talking Mm -hmm. about. And he describes the killer responsible as, quote, a real-life Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, end quote, who could be a normal person one second and then suddenly overtaken by the need to kill. Uh, So, like, this similar, nothing is being taken. They're just getting in and out really quickly. It's usually why people are sleeping, so they can't put up a fight. Yeah, it's just to to get a quick kill and leave. Um, That's crazy. And some people do believe that the Axeman is these killings as early as 1911. They're all, like, in, like, a relatively similar area. Some of them in the Mm -hmm. city, actually, but aren't as concentrated as these ones that are always associated with the Axeman. So, depending on some sources, there are more attacks attributed, and we'll talk about one of them. It's, like, before he perfected his MO. Yeah, so practice it could have been the same person involved but i thought that quote was creepy (laughs) so had to throw it in there but again no one is caught uh next on march 10th 1919 charles okay i don't know how to say the last name court magelia i call him charles from this point on uh and his wife rosie we're on a first name basis and their daughter mary are attacked no um not rosie not mary a neighbor here's charles a neighbor here screams coming from the house and when he finds he arrives rosie bleeding profusely in the door (gasps) holding mary who had sadly died from the severe attack and charles is he hit the baby yeah and she sadly passes away um charles is unconscious on the floor behind them though um did he push his wife in front (laughs) he's down mary's up like calling for help i mean rosie mary's the daughter um they were all rushed to charity hospital Mm -hmm. Uh, not a good place to be (laughs) police find a bloody axe in the back porch and nothing had been taken from the house and again the door had been broken like chiseled away to allow entry so they're pretty like these are same exact so we know that these are linked at this point um the neighbor that had found them, his name was Irlando Giordano. Uh, Not okay. exactly sure how to say it. Italian. Yeah, an Italian name. Uh, and Rosie actually accuses him and his son Frank of attacking them. Okay. Despite Giordano being an old man 
and poor health and Frank being uh, too large to fit into the broken door, the men are arrested and charged with the murder. I can't deal with, like, the logical fallacy. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> couldn't have despite done it. Despite him being an old man and impossible, and despite him being impossible, um, they were charged. Yeah, like, and convicted. <laughs> like, arrested no, and yeah, convicted. Awful. Uh, How? <laughs> and at this point, Charles is saying that his wife is lying. And they still sentence them. Are they, they charge them. Never accused of a crime in New Orleans. Frank is sentenced to death. And his father <gasps> is sentenced to life in prison. No. Charles divorces Rosie, like, pretty much right away. Because he's, like, she's lying, and this is crazy, and she's going crazy. And I can't, I'm not dealing with what, that. What was her motivation to lie? She admits a year later that she had lied. And both men are released from prison, thankfully. Frank had not been put okay. to death yet. Um, and she claims she lied out of jealousy and spite. Kind of like why were we attacked and you guys not attacked or something she was like i was crazy ma'am you put a man on death row yeah okay like you i don't understand that because instead of like giving information that would help the actual person who did it get caught she just throws someone in jail to like satisfy her i don't get it literally for funsies you could have like Instead of saying, yeah, they did it, you could have given them information to get the actual man put to death, but no. Wow. <laughs> anyway, uh, after this attack, a very infamous letter is found. Mm-hmm. And it's not even long, but I'm going to read it anyway, because the writing is just kind of really wacky and okay, kind of pulls things together. Read me a story. It reads quote it's a long quote i'll tell you when it ends it's all in blue on here we got a ways to go (laughs) first word it really gets it but quote hell march 13th (laughs) 1919 esteemed mortal they have never caught me and they never will (laughs) they have never seen me for i am invisible even as the (laughs) ether that surrounds your earth i am not a human being but a spirit and a demon from the hottest hell i am what oh, you orleanians and you foolish police call the axe man Get him. <laughs> when i see fit i shall come and claim other victims i alone oh, know whom they shall be i shall no. leave no clue except my bloody axe besmeared with blood and brains from he whom i have sent below to keep me company wow gross (laughs) if you wish you may keep me company yeah yikes (laughs) if you wish you may tell the police to be careful not to rile me of course i am a reasonable spirit (laughs) i take no offense at the way they have conducted their investigations in the past in fact they have been so utterly stupid as to not only assume (laughs) me but his satanic majesty francis joseph etc <laughs> but tell them to beware let them not try to discover what i am for it were better that okay <laughs> the writing got to me <laughs> for it were better <laughs> that they were never born than to incur the wrath of the axemen i don't think there is any need of such a warning for i feel sure the police will always dodge me as they have in the past they are wise and know how to keep away from all harm undoubtedly you orleanians think of me as a most horrible murderer which i am but i could be much worse if (laughs) i I if i wanted to if i wished i could pay a visit to your city every night at will i could slay thousands of your best citizens for i am in close relationship with the angel of death 
Now, to be exact, at 11.15 earthly time on next Tuesday night, I'm going earthly to pass time. over New Orleans. In my infinite mercy, I'm going to make a little proposition to you people. Here it is. I'm very fond of jazz music, and I swear by all the devils in their nether regions that every person shall be spared in whose home a jazz band is in full swing at the time I have just mentioned. If everyone has a jazz band going well, then so much the better for you people. One thing is certain, and that is that some of your people who do not jazz it out on that specific Tuesday night, if there be any, will get the axe. Well, as I am cold and crave the warmth of my native Tartarus, and it is about, about time I leave your earthly home, I will cease my discourse. Hoping that thou will publish this, that it may go well with thee, I have been, am am and will be the worst spirit that ever existed, either in fact or realm of fantasy. Signed, the Axeman. <laughs> drama. Am I the drama? <laughs> this man is role-playing. No. This man, oh my god, so many thoughts. Where to even begin with this literature review? Oh yeah, no, it's rough. Earthly time, <laughs> in parentheses, gets me every time earthly time it's twelve fifteen. princes earthly time <laughs> on next tuesday he picked, <laughs> he picked a tuesday first of all <laughs> the fact that he really just dragged the police no i love that he's like they're either so dumb or smart because they realize if they find out who it is i'll kill them no right he's literally a <laughs> they're either bone fucking stupid or <laughs> thanking them for their incompetence what a call out that's so funny no yeah but like true no yeah they've put so many people and just like believed uh rosie when she was lying yeah wild stuff put lewis in jail for being a spy (laughs) i can't get over that poor man how did he axe his own head yeah and after all of that he has to be with his wife who found out he was with (laughs) a mistress oh yeah that night oh my gosh man's life was ruined um but yeah, so that's the very, very famous letter, and it terrifies the people of New Orleans. Everyone oh, yeah. plays jazz that night. Um, like, you have to imagine, it's the boogeyman of the time, and it's been a mm-hmm. boogeyman for us, but these killings were actually happening in the area. You, mm-hmm. There was a serial killer on the loose, so people took this very seriously, uh, and that night sounded like a huge party, but it was like people absolutely terrified of the axemen which is the dichotomy of that is insane yeah so people it like people are out drinking and having a time but it's trying to like not think about the fact that this guy could be lying he could be killing yeah. someone right now like you didn't know so it was it was super weird double-edged sword uh but hundreds of parties were held so that people could go to a house playing jazz um mm-hmm. and like all the the clubs and stuff played jazz that night just to like spread the the coverage of it all people like would invite their whole neighborhoods over just to make sure people had jazz playing Mm -hmm. uh people who didn't have radios were like brought to places to make sure they were covered because they took this very seriously it like you know you if a if if a dude came into the paper and said, "I kill you if you do not play music," I'm not taking the risk. I would simply risk. play the music. Yeah, like, they they made sure, and it's one of those cool things. Like the the community got together to make sure their neighbors mm-hmm. were going to have music on that night, you know, or like, yeah. and if they didn't, they were like, "Come over, have dinner with us, like, stay yeah. the night on the couch." 
because there very well could have been a serial killer out on the loose breaking into homes Mm -hmm. that didn't have music uh dance halls all through the city were at max capacity uh and uh, bands played at huge house parties some of like the biggest Mm -hmm. parties um and thankfully no one was murdered by the axeman that night that we know of um good (laughs) but it was he was at one of the parties yeah he just wanted to party (laughs) he wanted to vibe with a martini um now no he gets a hand grenade like oh my god (sighs) but now every year between the 13th and the 19th the 13th is when the letter came out and the 19th is the night that um everyone played the jazz uh Mm -hmm. it it is a new orleans tradition to play jazz music at least once per that like night during that time usually on the 19th itself but some people kind of do it that whole like week long mm-hmm. time uh even in clubs or bars or restaurants that usually play stuff like pop or disco or classic they play mm-hmm. jazz that night uh some places yeah. will play all night and some just make sure to get one or two songs in every hour <laughs> uh but it is yeah. still a huge tradition to hear jazz on that night in the area um to deter the spirit this is that like theory i mentioned earlier some people believe that the axe man just wanted to promote the playing of jazz like mm-hmm. around town in a very morbid and twisted way and it doesn't hold much weight it's definitely out there but he definitely mm-hmm. did just make an entire d- city play jazz the axeman is a club promoter yeah like, that's the name of this episode there are a few more killings that we associate with the axeman after the note though so like that yeah. night nothing happens but there are a couple more in the next few months okay steve boca is attacked on august 10th in his own home by a man wielding an axe he is knocked out by the attack and when he wakes up no one is in the house anymore so he runs to his neighbor's house and and like faints as soon as he gets in because he has a pretty serious head injury Mm -hmm. he does recover from these injuries uh but has very poor memory of that night like it's blocked out which happens with traumatic injuries and incidents so but the fact that he always goes for the head which just like yeah awful uh police find a panel missing from the door yet again that had been chiseled away Mm. and nothing was taken and nothing really comes of this one yeah my man doesn't care about money yeah no he cares about jazz (laughs) yeah it's just for the jazz that's gross i i'm so uncomfortable (laughs) then on september 3rd sarah lawman's neighbors came to check on her uh but she but when she wouldn't answer the door they broke in she -hmm. was really young and lived on her own and uh had noticed some like weird stuff happening in the area or for some reason just got a bad vibe that night and went to check on her like it was for no Mm -hmm. particular reason but they, like, often went to make sure she was okay because she was young and lived on her own. Yeah. Uh, she was 19, and they find uh, the girl alive but unconscious in her bed with a terrible injury no. on her head. She was also missing some teeth. Like, it seemed like she had been hit in the mouth. Oh. Uh, a, a bloody axe was found in her lawn, but the door had not been broken this time. Instead, the intruder oh. entered through a window that was able to be mm. opened. And Sarah does recover from her injuries as well. I'm never unlocking my windows again. No, I... <laughs> awful. It's this stuff and, like, the Richard Ramirez stuff. Oh, yeah. Richard Ramirez gets me every time. 
He would just, all he did was check windows and doors. No, disgusting. Okay, our last attack, or the last one that we regularly attribute to the Axeman, happens on October 27th, 1919. A man named Mike Pepitone is attacked. His wife hears commotion from his room. He's like rusting or something and she's out in the the living area with the kids and she runs to check on him to see a uh an axe wielding man running from the room which is terrifying (laughs) to to like go to check on someone and someone and he's a large dude very tall very muscular dude Mm -hmm. running out with an axe he ignores her though and flees the house like his whole goal is to get out of there Mike is found dead, sadly, with a huge wound to his head. And there, it's pretty gruesome, trigger warning here, but this one, notably, there's blood everywhere. Oh, shit. Uh, like, specifically in this case, it was, like, the running theme in all the headlines to the paper. It was, uh. he, and there was, like, pretty gruesome details, like, it was covering a pic, a, a religious picture in the corner mm-hmm. so they were like the devil was he told dealing he with it yeah <laughs> and he already mentioned that so get with it but it, he it literally told you it creates like headlines they're so gross i hate them but it's like paint painted the walls red pretty much mm. in it so it was a very gruesome scene i mean they all were but yeah, <laughs> this one but... specifically was pretty harsh and then he he just vanishes it stops as sudden, like, as it started, out of nowhere. Which I hate. And we get very little clues as to who it could have been. You know, n- nobody could find things. And there was so much police incompetence through the whole thing. A lot of it yeah. is just brushed over, and we don't get anything to connect the dots on anyone. But there are some thoughts on who it could have been, some theories uh, one such man is Joseph Mumphrey, a man that is killed in 1920s, allegedly by John Pepitone, not John, Mike Pepitone's wife in Los Angeles. Oh. So some people think there was a revenge plot, and the wife that had seen the man running out of the room goes and kills him. This um, and then then the murders stop. No, it was way later. That one, what are yeah, it's not way later. <laughs> it's a year later. I think it was her. <laughs> I think I think she was right. Uh, this is proposed by a, a author who kind of like analyzes crime, but evidence of this man's existence, uh, Joseph Mumphrey, uh, or mm-hmm. evidence that uh, Pepitone's wife committed a crime in Los Angeles cannot be found by another author who was like peer reviewing the theory, pretty much. Bullshit. <laughs> Mumphrey was a common name in New Orleans at this time, though, so there is potential for a Mumphrey to have been involved. But there, again, is no specific evidence that leads to this. Like, we can't paint it out, but we're not going to get anything like that. So it's got to be theory anyway. Uh, There is an interesting point, though. One of the killings that some people, like the detective I mentioned earlier, attribute to the Axeman uh around the 1911 starting point mentioned a suspect with the surname mumphrey uh more than once in the the like dealings of these cases he was specifically suspected in a killing of an italian couple in 1912 which the italian part does meet this um yeah these string of crimes 
and racist <laughs> yeah the, the ethnically motivated killings but the the way he went about it is different they were shot it wasn't like finding an so item in the home stopped using an axe yeah <laughs> uh but some people believe it was the the axeman before he found his mo you know like mm-hmm. still acting on the same jekyll and hyde motivation yeah. to kill but didn't have a very secret way of going about it yet um yeah the the, the man was referred to as frank um sinatra that's <laughs> Dude, what if it was Mumphrey? Uh, nah, Sinatra already was involved in killing Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. What if he, he, Frank Sinatra did everything? No. It was Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Frank Mumphrey, uh, who is also suspected of using an alias Leon Joseph Mumphrey. And Joseph Mumphrey was the other one someone else had a theory about. <gasps> so... There could be something there that is just really hard to uncover because other authors try to follow the same trails and get different information or can't find the same information. But it could have been a Joseph Mumphrey. <laughs> that has some weight to it. Um, and like I said, it this has turned into a huge ghost story in the city. Yeah. Something so crazy to like make the whole place party mm-hmm. is gonna like... So that they don't die. Yeah, keep being told. Um, And it was a very scary thing that, you know, it gets told as, like, a campfire story, a boogeyman story, Mm -hmm. like we said earlier. Um, There's also places that he allegedly haunts, but he he doesn't have, like, a specific building Mm -hmm. or anything. Like I was saying with the house, he doesn't have, like, there's no Axeman's house. Um, (laughs) Unfortunately. But uh, often the, like, houses of his victims he is said to haunt uh and like places around the city like some of the clubs had say you can see him there because he like stalked the clubs that night to make sure they were playing jazz and stuff like that so all over the city you will hear tales of like oh we've seen the axe man here or like on this street specifically you can see the axe man like walking up and down the street sometimes Uh, but no like pinpoint location except there is one hotel called the haunted hotel that he allegedly haunts this one's kind of cool this one has some weight to it um there is a theory that the axe man was a handyman at the hotel who lived in what used to be the slave quarters in the back so kind of didn't live in one of the hotel rooms and worked just as like a maintenance guy so wasn't really seen much kind of lived on his own no one like Mm -hmm. went in the area really that he was living in and kind of could come and go as he pleased so it holds some weight that he would be able to like come and go from these attacks living in this like secluded part of the hotel yeah uh i totally lost my spot so he had somewhat an alibi too because he could say like oh no i was doing a job at the hotel that night and Mm -hmm. this person was never named in anything i could find but it just the like speculation was that he yeah. was some kind of not very high up worker at this place and this starts the theory starts during a renovation of the hotel or a restoration some oh. sort of project they find an old bloody axe in the wall no. <laughs> just kind of like in between the, the walls 
fuck? That he may have been able to slip behind there during one of his handyman jobs or something one, like that. Yeah. The axe is on display in the hotel. It is called the Haunted Hotel. Like, if you want to find this place and, like, find the story about the yeah. axe and see pictures of it, it, Haunted Hotel is the name of it. What? why else would an axe be in the wall oh yeah a bloody axe so a lot of people believe it was like just some unnamed employee that's not on any other records who was living in an area that not too many people lived and could kind of just do what he wanted yeah um but yeah uh, (laughs) other than that there's there's not too much you know it's turned into the the New Orleans boogeyman and Literally. you know all over you know we heard the story growing up but it, it it you know it's so weird that it's one of those yeah. things that is so profound we have no idea who did it and we we won't there's just so Ever. little to to tie it together and it's like you know those other cold cases like have you seen those those articles that's like my dad was the black dahlia murderer mm-hmm like all these people who are coming forward and saying like oh i'm finding all this weird shit in my parents attic like if we would have found that it would have happened already yeah and like the closest we've gotten is this axe in the wall yeah but there's not much on a man living alone isn't going to leave anything behind to anyone to like find weird notes in because that was a hundred years ago now which is also crazy to think about because 1920 yeah that's also insane oh i didn't like that (laughs) um but like if if he was a fully grown adult by then his children would be grown now yeah if he had children like no we're never gonna know it's fucking crazy and we don't know if all of them are related or if those earlier crimes are also him or if that lady i mentioned earlier was involved in some sort of way right it's 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 weird that something so like we still talk about we just will never get an answer for. Yeah. And like I said, I, I didn't talk about much of it at all, but I'm sure every, like, haunted building we'll talk about in New Orleans will be like, you could also probably see the X-Men here just because. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like, bars all the time say, like, and you can see the X-Men here sometimes. Woo. Like, it's a selling He's point. here on Tuesday night. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, so it, we could do a, uh, a ghost episode on him but i really couldn't find too much specific encounters it's more of a boogeyman kind of ghost story so i think it would be hard too and that's why i was like i'll just do it as the true crime because there was so much more about what he did and that was so interesting yeah i didn't know a ton of that i knew like he, he he killed people in new orleans and that was it and then it got into German spies which i was not expecting but (laughs) don't fucking remind me about harriet (laughs) she was a handful she caused so much like issues for media and the police and stuff because she just kept making stuff up and like maybe not even maliciously she was just delusional at the time but like it also seemed like she liked her name in the scandalous headlines um she liked the attention yeah and (laughs) it also caused a ruckus with lewis being found out that he was cheating on his wife uh but yeah he probably went back to her cut it off with harriet and now she's like oh yeah she she made a mess with stuff she she was telling anyone anything to make any sort of headline 
Man, fuck Harriet. <laughs> but yeah, that that is the New Orleans Axemen. That's crazy, dude. That's crazy. That's crazy. Damn. <laughs> I just clicked something. That was the creative cloud. I closed it. Damn. Damn. <laughs> I'm just watching your face change and the, the face time. As the fucking creative cloud popped up again. I don't really have any, like, thing to say. Like, it's just weird, crazy. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. He just... I don't like that he's never gonna be caught ever. Yeah, it just gets well, away. we say that. But, like, we we figured out who the Zodiac Killer was. Yeah, but they'll never but be the punished. Also... No, yeah, and the Zodiac was also more recent. Mm-hmm. Because the Zodiac Killer died in 2018, if he's who he probably is. Yeah. Um... But if they caught the Zodiac Killer, maybe they can figure out who the Axeman was. There's he hope, was like, but there's just so little. You know, he yeah. wrote the one note. <sighs> I think it's interesting that, like, in the only the only account that someone had seen him, he was an African-American man, right? Yeah. In American Horror Story, they made him an old white dude. <laughs> like just straight up an old white man um he was also like a love interest for someone which was like not cute but american horror story does some fuck shit so (laughs) i've yet to watch it i mean to oh yeah there's a ton of shows and stuff and like specifically dedicated to him so like go way more in depth than we can in this hour-long segment of a podcast but there's (laughs) so he's in tons of like stories like that too american horror story and like even if not named the Axeman, he he inspires a lot of horror characters yeah. or, like, motifs and stuff just because he was... It's one of those things, like we keep saying, to, to be that, like, gory of a killing yeah. and to be completely unknown and to leave it as all cold cases is wild. Yeah, that's a legacy. American Horror Story... Because uh, an American Horror Story Season 3, it's Coven, and it takes place in New Orleans. Mm-hmm easily like one of the best seasons but like they really were like who can i pick out of new orleans history that'll make the most mark and they picked the axe man madame delphi lalaurie and marie laveau jesus and it's such a hodgepodge but it's like it's good it's interesting don't watch it <laughs> in season five they do um they call it devil's night and on how ho- it's not like looking back like when I was a young, edgy teenager, I thought this was, like, the peak of horror television. Looking back on it now, it's very not cute. Because, um, like, the, the it's hotel, and it's based off of H.H. H. Holmes mm-hmm. and this haunted hotel that a vampire now owns. Um, and the vampire's Lady Gaga. Yeah. yeah. So, but, like, he's a ghost still in the hotel, H.H. H. Holmes. Um, and... I'm, that's who he's based off of. I know that's not his name. Don't come for me in the Discord. <laughs> um, Mr. March. Um, but on Halloween, it's called Devil's Night. And all these serial killers show up. And, like, Richard Ramirez shows up by breaking into the hotel room. Interesting. Um, Jeffrey Dahmer. Like, they're all eating. 
and Jeffrey Dahmer's like poking his food around the table um and he's like not eating and Mr. March is like oh don't worry like I didn't forget about you and it it was the waiter <laughs> like the Zodiac killer's there but he's wearing a bag over his head the whole time that one's funny <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but like it's just like not cute american horror story does some fuck shit and got away with a lot because they were like we're edgy and it's like no you you just glorified a school shooter in season one like calm down yeah you should still watch it though it is like very culturally relevant like just it's it is pop culture it is like that far end of the spectrum Mm -hmm. of like horror and edgy pop culture but it's not great yeah i think there is like a it's a a weird line some of the edginess edgy stuff takes Mm -hmm. on it all because to put a named serial killer in it as a character in a show is a little weird and it almost makes it like a joke it almost makes it like fantasy but those were real people who did really terrible things it's not cute like it, it would be better to to base them like even how the mm-hmm. the H.H. H. Holmes character wasn't H.H. Yeah, H. H. Holmes. That would have been better, you know. To, to It like, also felt like a, you're right, like it, it was like almost a cop out. Like you can flesh out this H.H. H. Holmes knockoff who is just H.H. H. Holmes, looks just like H.H. H. Holmes. Oh, that's creepy. Like, like the bowler hat and everything, like we can look at him and tell who he is, but you can't allude to Jeffrey Dahmer. He actually has to be named Jeffrey Dahmer. You can't allude to the Night Stalker. You have to say his name. Who else is at that dinner? I'm missing one person. American Horror Story Devil's Night. American Horror Story De- Devil's Night. <laughs> um, plot. Richard Ramirez checks into Devil's Night. Liz Taylor, the, who's the the hostess, leads him to his room where a married couple is sleeping after killing the husband. The wife runs screaming from the room where she is killed by James March. Um... Hmm. Wait, I just need the... Du- I just need... Um, Devil's Night at the Hotel Cortez involves... John Wayne Gacy is the other one. Ah. John Wayne Gacy. It's John Wayne Gacy, Jeffrey Dahmer, Richard Ramirez, the Zodiac Killer, and Eileen Warnos. And Gacy handcuffs him to his um, chair. So... Yeah, uh, they bring out a drugged man as an appetizer. They try and prevent Dahmer from, uh, you know, it's the the thing where he, you know, dr- drills a hole into his skull. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They stab a man. But yeah, Gacy was also there, but I think they just made jokes about him. They didn't actually like. Because that would have been, even for American Horror Story, like, he just murdered children. Yeah. And assaulted, like, boys. But yeah, no, fuck. <laughs> it's gross. And I love him. You you know, I used to love American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. But, 
Yeah, some some interesting things. It didn't age well. Did not age well. Sorry, I'm answering my mom's text. What does Aunt Sean want? She's saying goodnight. Oh, goodnight. <laughs> Tell her I said goodnight. I will, I will. Has she stopped asking you when we're going to run out of things to talk about yet? <laughs> no, she hasn't exit. I think she said, yeah, she said in the beginning, you're right. Did I tell you about the guy yeah. who was worried that if I if I go into like the dinosaur or paleontology route that I was going to run out of dinosaurs to find? You did tell me about <laughs> that guy. I thought you were going to say some guy was worried about like the podcast having a negative effect on your like dinosaur reputation. No, no. And I was like if anything it's the opposite. We spent a whole episode making fun of people who think dinosaurs aren't real. <laughs> Yeah, that'll that'll boost my standing. <laughs> They're gonna be like, yo, that new chick, the intern, <laughs> she fucking roasted <laughs> those dinosaurs aren't real bitches. That still baffles me. <laughs> we can't, we can't bring that back up though. Good night, podcast. <laughs> oh, you wanna end? Okay. <laughs> I'm you know what, podcast? I I think it is time for an ending. My mom um, did say good night, by the way. Oh, <laughs> did your mom say goodnight to the podcast? I know she said to you. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> screw you, podcast. <laughs> um, follow us on Instagram, on TikTok. Uh, join our Discord. It's all available in the link in our Instagram bio. We are a great time, if we're being honest. Um, yeah, so fun. I, I I meant to let me let me pop over there real quick. What? This is the wrong channel. I'm scrolling up in our um, monkey poo poo asked to make a robot dog. <laughs> oh, because Noki qualified tenth in their robotics. Shout out to <gasps> Noki. Also does robotics. I Emily does robotics. Ah, t- talk to me about it anytime, Noki. I <laughs> love robots. But yeah, congratulations, Noki. Congratulations, Noki. I wonder if Noki listens this far in. That'd be funny. Yeah, I'm sure they've heard the, like, follow us on TikTok a billion times. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. We should let Noki know we congratulated them at the end of, um, I'm actually, I'm going to respond to their reply. But do you see Monkey Poo wanted them to build the robot dog? We congratulated you at the end of, what episode is it? 46. 46. Yeah, podcast. Follow us on everything. Everything. And then we'll congratulate you on stuff. Uh, in the podcast. Yeah. You'll get a, a shout out. A Discord shout out. Okay, we have to go. Yeah, this is a long recording, I'm realizing. Goodbye, podcast. I love you. Good night, guys. Bye.